0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo E-Sports podcast. This is episode 317 for the week of December 10th, 2023. We are a little bit late this week, but that's okay because there's a lot of shit that fucking happened over the past week as it was. The title of this week's episode is The Renegades Have Returned. If you don't fucking get that reference with all (laughs) the cowboy emojis over the course of the last two to three weeks, then you've been living under a fucking rock. It's insane. Um... My name is Josh, a.k.a. Fire. This week I'm joined by the man in the uh, FlexFit HCS Protog hat, Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Wednesday evening?
1: I'm doing all right. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing well as well. And And instead of fucking, you know, goofing off to start the show, we have a very special guest with us to kick this episode off We have Brian Cobb, a.k.a. Frantic, the VP of eSports over at Native Gaming. Brian, how are you doing on this Wednesday evening?
2: I couldn't be better. Happy to be here. Super excited to talk some shop with you guys, and thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Um, So for those who don't know, usually we kick off the show with a little uh, actual intro and whatnot, but we're going to be jumping right into uh, the Roster Mania segment to kick off the show. Will... You know, we might as well do the soundbite. <laughs> All right, roster media, love it as always. So, <laughs> Brian here, VP of Esports for Native Gaming. Uh, Brian, before we get into the roster shenanigans that have taken place with your guys's team, um, I just I want to learn a little bit about you first. So, you came from the esports side of Valorant as a coach for a couple different organizations in the Guild and united and also native gaming, as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken. um, So I want to ask you, I want to play a little game first, okay? The game is three questions. Something similar, something better, and something you'd like to see improved. So from the mindset of coming from the Valorant esports side of things and then coming over to the Halo esports side of things, what is something similar you've noticed between Valorant and Halo Esports?
2: Um, so, something similar in a linear view is the amount of passion that the players have towards uh, the ecosystems that they're competing in. Um, could be good passion, could be bad passion. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of people have takes on like Uh, different states of the game if there's like bugs or things that could be messed up with it you know Um, but outside of that like it it, it is a one-to-one representation of like how fiery a Valorant competitor you know mouse and keyboard this is a a alternative to like Halo's been a console esport forever Um, is very similar from uh, both perspectives they're both fiery passionate competitors
0: what is something you believe is done better within halo Esports sports than competitive Valorant?
2: Um, the game balancing, uh, uh, particularly this last year. Um, I know that might be a flaming hot take, uh, but uh, Tashi and the team at three, four, three have put tremendous amounts of effort over. I think that we've all seen in, you know, like at least the past six months to really take feedback from the community, um, take feedback from the pros make the game enjoyable for casuals as well as professionals. Um, we're seeing you know, a step in the right direction that everyone wants for a lot of different titles, and that's a network and netcode fix that's being rolled out to Halo I've heard really good things about. Uh, so hey, I want to give kudos to the team at 343 and Tashi for actually giving a crap about what people say and taking feedback into consideration. Um, I'm not going to throw Riot Games under the bus, uh, but they're definitely not as in tune with their community.
0: And just for the record, people at home, uh, none of these questions were vetted beforehand. So please know that these are Brian's actual thoughts and none of this is like fucking PR speech for 343. (laughs) <laughs> and I, because I know that people are gonna think like, "Oh, he's just fucking showing for them and whatnot," it's like, no, it's something we've been harking on on this show for a very fucking long time. Is that they do listen and they're doing everything they can to make things better for the players in mind. So yeah. to hear that from you, like directly involved within a higher up position within an esports organization that's competing in the league, that puts a lot of my mind at ease because you guys are witnessing this firsthand
2: yeah and to uh make sure there's no construed bias on that we're not partnered with hcs um you know we are in halo purely out of passion uh and yeah i don't know anyone any compliments in in, in terms of how they operate their game i do genuinely think that um they 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 do a pretty solid job
0: so i don't know if you guys are able to comment and comment on this at all but since you mentioned the word might as well ask the question You guys going for partnership?
2: Yeah, we are, um, you know, every opportunity that HCS is going to give us to apply, um, or be involved in those conversations, it is of the utmost importance, you know, that we take every opportunity that we can and, uh, getting in those conversations, uh, we hope to, you know, have more booth space as they make it available. They gave us uh, the opportunity to have a booth at the Salt Lake City Invitational uh big props to space station by the way for hosting what i consider to be one of the best esports events i've ever been to in any title um and i to date myself i've been in esports for about 15 years so it's uh was a killer event uh super happy we got to have a booth there um and we're looking forward to hopefully being able to secure more spots like that um this upcoming season and again you know just as those opportunities arise we hope that HGS is really considering us um, you know, our main goal for this upcoming season is to create really incredible storylines around our team. Uh, aside of being like as competitive as possible, you know, I'm not going to come in here and promise you guys world titles. <laughs> Obviously, it's what we're all shooting for internally. Uh, but we, you know, want to give the fans something to be proud of. We want to give everyone something that they can be like, I'm super you know, excited. I'm investing my time and you know being a part of the native gaming community and supporting our halo team
0: you hear that collect he doesn't believe in you so just uh just keep that in mind um (laughs) no in all seriousness riz uh in our chat says your booth at slc was awesome was run by great people so
2: there you go hey thank you for that i appreciate that We put a lot of work into that
0: and i really hope that they have booths because will you know me i I love buying merch he's gonna buy everything yeah i'll (laughs) buy everything at your booth if you got it so bring it on
2: yeah, 100%. Um, when we uh, do our boost this upcoming season, we're going to do some really cool capsule drops. Um, we take merch. It's not really been noticed yet because there's a lot of work that goes into uh, doing a capsule drop or just really thoughtful merchandise. Um, so we take it super seriously. We have a really good creative team at Native Gaming. And uh, yeah, we're hoping to put together some like really merchandise that everyone really wants to wear Absolutely. not only the halo events but like if you need to go buy groceries you can throw on the native gaming hoodie you know and go grab it
0: so i'm doing right now baby um okay i last let me get to this last part of the three questions that i had and then i do want to ask you about merch because we did talk about it before we were recording but i do want to ask you just about the essentials collection too but before we get to that uh what is something you'd like to see improved within halo esports in comparison to valorant
2: Yeah, so um, this is going to be – this is a conversation I've had thoughtfully for a while internally, so I've never really spoken this out loud, so we'll see how this is received. Um, You know, there – what I've noticed is the amount of uh, time that gets sunk into practicing. Um, Like, our team's practice, you know, as much as, like, is readily available to them – uh, not to, like, shoot anyone in the foot, but, uh, like, you, you know, we'll take as many scrim blocks with Optic Phase, SSG, Shopify, you know, like, all the quality teams we're scrimming as we can. Uh, when And, you know, sometimes those are three hours, sometimes those are five hours, you know, there's really no, like, rhyme or reason. And, and the scrims get chalked after, like, eight games sometimes because uh, God knows, you know, I'm not going to go into, like, everyone's personal feelings about how, you know, like someone isn't taking a scrum seriously enough or not. But I know internally, you know, like I have a lot of faith in our players to make sure that they're, you know, valuing their time and investment and being as good as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. But from Valorant coming here, you know, we'd spend six hours a day in scrims, two hours a day in VOD review. Like we were clocking in eight-hour days, five, six days a week, you know, five to six times a week. Um, I, I'm not saying it's a great work-life balance, you know, but I would like to see like the scrim quality in Halo. Really like sustain itself and get through a full like twenty map block instead of like chalking it at seven games and that's your practice day.
0: I like that because I've always been of uh, one of my go-to lines here on the show is that in the grand scheme of things, I always say that scrims don't matter. So uh, to hear you talking about how you want to get to a like a routine schedule, this is what's expected. We do this whether it's every day or whatever, but you have a set block of time, you do go through the entire map pool, whatever it is. I like that because it can keep, it can hold people accountable. You're able to get that practice in and just hopefully it allows for teamwork to get better as well throughout. So,
2: yeah, exactly. You know, that's a big thing. And that's a big reason as to like why I'm so excited for the roster we have going into next year. Um, Excuse me. Uh, So I've actually had conversations with everyone on the team about it prior to them even being a part of Native Gaming, just to find out. Like that's something that coming from a coaching position and in my most previous like walk of life in esports, that really makes me tick is like trying to figure out what kind of person they are, like what kind of work ethic you have, what kind of passion, what kind of grind you have, what, and, and just generally how your outlook is on like growth. Um, because you can put four world-class talented people together and if they all have like bottom class people effort personality skills like whatever you want to call it is uh you're just going to be spinning in circles and nothing's ever going to get accomplished but if you have four people who are genuinely self selfless and want to win you know they show up to practice every day with the mindset of like we're just going to get better at you know like whatever thing it is we're trying to practice today good things will happen you can't expect success overnight but you can't expect real results and sustained success throughout the process of growth
0: absolutely okay the essentials collection i want to ask you about it uh (laughs) they um obviously we talked about it before we started recording but those like myself included we ordered this what was the essentials collection for native gaming Um, we still haven't received it. It's been a little while. Uh, so just wanted to ask, do you have any updates on when people should be expecting their essentials collection merch?
2: Yeah. So take into consideration the holidays, um, orders are being fulfilled this week. Um, the only thing that you will not be receiving right now, because we're still, uh, working on sourcing the garments is the windbreaker and the crew neck. Uh, the crew neck. The reason is like we have to buy like an actual piece of fabric and have it cut and sewed like each individual garment. So that is a uh, that that is a timely process um, and not an easy one. <clears throat> and the windbreakers uh, is a little bit more intricate of a printing process. So, um, but once we get the garments and once we get them printed, because they're so like few and far between, how many people actually ordered uh, those specific garments? It'll be very quick. Um. I don't know exactly like I can't look on Shopify and see exactly how much like uh lead time or how long the shipping is going to be. But from my experience, it's like three to five days in most cases, if it's international it might be up to a week, but I'd expect like several business day delays with the holidays.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Uh, also, I know it's been a while because of that merch, but I will just say as soon as I saw it announced one of the things that I love, uh, kind of specifically about the native gaming merch is how simplistic it is. Like I like minimalist designs. I don't like something incredibly over the top. So seeing the essentials collection drop, I was like, that's right. Fucking up my alley. I was in from the get go. So I'm super stoked to finally, hopefully be getting them soon. Um, I'm going to rock the shit out of them. Uh, Yeah.
2: Big shout out to our guy, the fake Soji in chat. He's our creative director and designed that whole line. Um, He's got an eye for it.
1: Fuck. Yeah um will yeah go ahead well brian you talked about the players putting in that eight hours versus you know scrimming and vod review what does a typical day in the office look like for the vp of esports
2: oh man um it's a long one so <laughs> uh to backtrack a little bit actually having a career outside of this i work in it um throughout uh throughout the day
1: okay. um
2: but uh, depending on how the day's going, I can usually balance both. Um, You know, typical day is going to look like uh, working with different brand partners or just reaching out, trying to get those irons in the fire, Uh, working on storylines, content pieces. Um, This week, you know, we spent a lot of time on merch and that specific like storyline content piece. We do have creators in Warzone. Uh, We have a ALGS pro league team that's getting ready to start competition, you know, so there's been a lot of, uh, we spend a lot of time working with the players, uh, just talking, making sure, you know, they're equipped with everything they need. Um, working with their coach just to kind of get updates on like, Hey, how's practice going? What kind of things are you seeing? You know, like me coming from a coaching background, I don't really want to be surprised by anything and I don't really want any like nice talk. And which is why I really appreciate, the coaching staff that we have in both apex and halo um, hoaxer and Brayden are very good about, you know, telling me how it is. Uh, I can understand, you know, and I'm not one to uh, rule with fear in the sense of like, you guys better win this event, you know, like, I just want to know why things are happening and, you know, like what the plan is to make them better. So there's a lot of that that goes on a lot of conversations um, a lot of, Uh, This past month has been a lot of legal, boring, mumbo jumbo. Um, We'll spend a lot of time uh, brainstorming, you know, with the executive layer of the company with Dean and our COO, Dale. Uh, We'll spend a lot of time like talking about what's next, you know, how can we continue pushing uh, the button with this organization? How can we continue evolving and growing our brand? And then uh, there's a whole nother holistic side to it, you know, where we're Uh, Trying to do things for the indigenous communities. And uh, uh, we have uh, an incredible uh, lady who works with us. Her name's Angie. She does a lot of our indigenous activations, community engagement and partnerships. And, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to get involved scholastically and with some uh, different communities and stuff that we're really working on right now. Um, I can't even write my own day down on notepad, let alone explain it very well, like spoken, you know, <laughs> sure. so uh, it's, 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 it's just a lot. Um, And it, I, I couldn't ask for, you know, a better position to be in and I'm grateful that, you know, Dean's let me uh, be with the company for almost two years now. And I think that we've done a really incredible job building stuff together.
0: It's awesome. What type of issues would people be bringing to you?
2: Oh, um,
0: like, if they needed something worked through, like, what would they be bringing to you specifically? Right? Yeah, so I've
2: had players bring to me, like, I don't know if it's going to work out with this player issues, you know? Like, well, you call it, like, internal roster drama, but it's a very normal thing, and it should be a normalized, you know, conversation topic. It's not, you know, Joe Blow coming up to me and being like, I can't play with this guy. You, you know, usually it's like, uh, you know, he's doing a lot of these things in game. I'm not, I'm not sure how we're going to correct it. You know, so it's, you know, when someone confides that to me, it's my job to work with the powers to be to, like, take that into consideration, get to the bottom of it, uh, find a solution that works for all parties. Um, so that's a big thing on the player side. Um, a lot of players, believe it or not, you probably won't see it, it excuse me, with, uh, 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 with people with tenures such as, like, APG or McWin, but a lot of them can struggle with confidence issues in game, uh, particularly like uh, people in leadership roles uh, feel like they're making wrong calls or they're letting their teammates down or, you know, like they're always the problem and they'll take a lot of accountability on themselves. Uh, so I like to, you know, let them know that like we win and lose as a team. I appreciate you like really understanding, you know, your role and I'll go on the record here and say i have a super radical role of igls that it is their responsibility to ensure that their team wins the game and that means it's their responsibility that uh you know this person can't be throwing in the middle of my match like i'm not going to let that happen under any circumstances all feelings aside you are not going to lose my game you know so uh trying to educate people with that sort of thing um from a organizational side of things it can be like just problems starting up events like how do i organize this tournament how do i organize this event who do i get in contact with um obviously we had some headache with the merchandise so there's questions that can be involved around that like when's this going to be here how's the print process look like there's quality control issues it's it's really an endless amount of questions that could be asked. Um, My expertise definitely lies in like the player and personal development side of things in terms of uh, uh, like what kind of advice I really would want someone to take to the, and and hold close to their chest. But um, you know, outside of that, anything that you could possibly think of, I would get asked on a daily basis. Uh, We have a really close knit small team here from players to staff, you know, there's people come up and, talk to us about like oh, i'm stressed out about my bills or i'm moving or i'm having issues with the family or um significant other problems and stuff like that you know and if they feel comfortable enough to come up to you and you know ask for advice on like what's going on because a lot of the times you're working in esports with very young people who are maybe lived a more sheltered life than someone else or maybe haven't or they're going through situations they never expected to go through at the age of 20 or 21 you know so it's a you got to take yourself back a couple of years and be like, okay, how would I have handled this? You know, at that age and put yourself back in those shoes and just try and support and, you know, be a, a a resource for growth for them.
1: Awesome. Thank you for the clarification. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so Halo roster, AGLS coming up. Is there any other esports titles you'd, uh, personally love to see native get involved with?
2: Yeah. Um, so we were involved in League of Legends at one point in the amateur uh, League of Legends circuit calling an ACL. Um, and that's an interesting one. I can't really say that I had a ton of first-hand experience in that. Our GM, um, Colomer, who still works with us, uh, is and was the League of Legends fella. Um, I spent a lot of time in my life playing Counter-Strike, uh, so I love the idea of us getting into Counter-Strike. Um Something that's exciting to watch from the outside in is Rainbow Six. Um, I don't know much about the game; I've never really played it. Uh, but I think it's fun to. <clears throat> excuse me. I I think it's fun to watch. But you know, I'm always open to any adventure that makes sense. I grew up loving fighting games too, so I'd love us to like in Super Smash Bros. or Street Fighter. Oh, that yeah, that's sick. <laughs> um, you know anything's always on the table. We're not super picky as an org, you know, from the top down, we're all just gamers at heart who just like, you know, we can support awesome gameplay no matter where it's at. So besides Valorant, fuck Valorant.
0: <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Um. Okay. Let me, let me ask this. You said you're from Ohio. Yep. Um, Browns or Bengals? Browns baby. Okay, so here's Okay, dog pound. So here's here's <laughs> the next question I have. Would you rather Would you rather have every native gaming team winning the biggest tournament of the year or the Browns winning the Super
2: Bowl? Oh, dude. Oh, dude. I don't know if my boss is watching me. Right
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Browns have never won a Super Bowl, man. Uh, Vikings like haven't the Browns, either. So. I, I, I mean, it's never even been a, it's never even been a, a thought. Um, but because I'm so close to it, and I actually have like personal relationships, and I'm watching them put in the work, you know, I, I'd much rather see us win titles and all the games that we compete in. It, it would be a lot more rewarding for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, at the end of the day, I'm the same like red blooded Miller light drinking football fan as anyone <laughs> else is. But I, uh, I, I, I think when I like lay my head down, it'd be a lot more rewarding just to be like, Oh, I'm so glad, you know, like we picked the right people for the right job. And, you know, you know, they busted their ass and they won titles and it was under our banner versus being like, I've been a lifelong fan of this shitty franchise forever. And <laughs> they finally won a Super Bowl. <laughs> like it'd feel good, you know, but it wouldn't be as rewarding.
0: And, and you have a direct involvement in that too. So that, that would have to feel pretty yeah. fucking good too. You know? Uh, yeah.
2: Now see if I was like involved with the Browns in some way, shape or form, <laughs> I don't know. See you later
0: native <laughs> gaming. It's Browns side, baby. Um, all right. Jesus, Chris, I, I was going to say good answer because I was worried for a second there. you were going to say the Browns, but it's okay. Like I said, the Vikings haven't won a Super Bowl either were in Minnesota. So it is yeah. what it is. Uh, okay let's move on to some roster mania stuff here yeah so ask away what was the decision process around releasing the right uh the quote-unquote red roster uh to then field one halo roster going into the 2024 season
2: yeah so this is a tough one for me um i have the utmost respect and these guys know it uh for everyone that was on native red i i and I, and, and I mean this in the most genuine way to everyone involved here. Shopify Rebellion is going to be one of the best teams in the region. You know, like they, they're realistically, in my opinion, the third best team right now wow. with no ceiling. Um, they are scary. The reason,
0: they do look very the, scary.
2: When I say that there is not a single more fierce competitor I've ever met in my life than Soul Snipe, I genuinely mean it. Like that guy is the is the kind of guy that can just like turn up off a of raw emotion like he might be in like a lull and you know he just gets fiery immediately takes the game over anytime he wants to but he, he's very talented and yeah he, ha- he has that switch um suppressed another guy who's like wasn't on my radar as someone you know at the beginning of the year last year is like this guy's up next this guy's up next everyone talks about you know collect because collect is god you know, but... Uh, <laughs> Don't inflate and, his
0: ego too much, all right? <laughs> uh, I'm just
2: um, kidding. They talk about collect. They talk about cycle. Uh, There's been some other talent out there that everyone like reveres as, like, rookie of the year or the most upcoming young talent in the game. Give Donnie his flowers. He is incredible. Um, that Shopify team will be feared. Um, you know, with the recent changes, Manny, big grinder, big grinder, um, he has not played his best Halo yet, and he will be playing his best Halo. I know he's fired up. Uh, He's got a ton of potential, a ton of raw talent. Uh, I know he's going to work his ass off, and he's going to be a problem for anyone playing against him, and everyone obviously knows Talik's credentials is arguably the most accurate slayer in the game. Uh, If not, you know, like, top whatever number you want to put on there. I think of the world of Talik, I think that Super dedicated, super consistent. Everything is on the table. You know exactly what you're getting with him, and what you're getting is just a lethal, lethal slayer. A lot of respect for Jam as a coach. Uh, perfect guy for the job with that team. And what I like the most about Jam, he's a no-bullshit kind of guy. Um, he's really good about working with those guys and those personalities. And, you know, I'm not sure what's going on with Manny, Talik, and Jam yet. I have a hunch, but... I'm not real sure. Um, I hope they get to work together. Uh, but I think, you know, for Soul Snipe and Suppressed, it was an awesome opportunity to build a super team. You have to take that. For us internally, um, it was a really hard decision to make. Uh, but, you know, we weren't getting... Uh, we aren't getting partnered, obviously, you know, this upcoming season. And you put a lot of money into a game where there's really no opportunity for ROI. So we made a business decision to field a roster that is like limitless potential. I think with the team that we're going to next year with really awesome storylines around it opportunity to be real creative with the team. Um not saying that red had really touched their potential yet. They went through a lot of turbulence last year, uh, but in terms of the decision to go down to one team, it was definitely like, a financial decision, um, and then to build a roster like this, you know the option, the, the opportunity of APG coming up wanting to play with us, and uh, Neptune coming back at like the most perfect time. And there was like a, a point in time in those conversations where I told Dean because I was, I was pushy. <laughs> like I'll let it be known that like I was on one side, um, and I told Dean I was like, all right, this roster I think I can get behind. I think there's a lot of potential with it. Um, And, you know, I have a lot of faith in the guys who obviously I've seen compete for us before, Uh, had a conversation with APG before I even uh, knew anything about the guy really um, at Salt Lake City um, and learned a lot about him as a competitor. And I had a lot of respect for him and just the conversations I've had with Neptune and watching him play. No matter what anyone says, like I see the Redditors, I see the Twitter comments, like he's going to come back and he's going to be a bust. I don't know why they're investing in this guy. He hasn't competed in Halo in 10 years. He's been competing in pro esports, you know, since he left Halo. Watch him play the game and tell me that he's not going to be slaying. Just go ahead, watch and, t- and tell me that with a straight face. I'll wait. Because he's going to slay. He's very talented. Um. It was a hard decision to make though, dude. It, it it was one that really brought some emotion out of me because Native Red was the roster that really made me like fall in love with this eSport because I was always a like a mouse and keyboard like console attack FPS kind of guy or not console but you know like watched Halo from afar and being involved with Red and you know you know being a part of them coming from KCP to us they've been here for a while you know is definitely like those guys felt like family to me for a while so and they still do like I. The most respect for all of them, and I wish them nothing but the best, and I know that they're going to kill it, you know, through next stops. But, yeah, it was just an opportunity we felt like we couldn't pass up on bringing this roster and this limitless potential.
0: Well, we're going to get to that in a second. Um, so you had mentioned it briefly before, but I want to confirm. Are you confirming that Native Gaming was not granted partnership going into
2: 2024? Um. Yeah, we, like... There was never really, like, a formal application. Uh, So it wasn't, like, really ever on the cards going into 2024. Um, We never really had a ton of conversations about it. So when I say, like, we're not being partnered for 2024, it's just because, like, I just don't think that it's happening across the board. Maybe it is. I don't know. Like, we're not privy to those conversations. We don't have those conversations. Um, When the partnership program was announced, like, I'm pretty sure, and this is when I was coaching Valerie, so I'm pretty sure Dean applied for that. Uh, We didn't get through there, but obviously we've been at work for like three months and no tenure, I'm not surprised. Um, But we haven't had that uh, same kind of conversation or even application, you know, yet since I've been in this position. Um, I will say I do often bug Richie and Tashi about like, hey, where's this application I can fill out? You know, like I'm trying to stay on top of it and make sure that we get the app in. Um, I'm very confident in our team, you know, like we get a fruitful conversation with them. I think that uh, we can make it worth both parties times. But yeah, going into next year, as far as I know, it, it would be an absolute surprise to get like an email and me like, hey, you guys are our next partner team. And that's an email I would love to welcome, you know, but it's just, we haven't heard. So I'm just going to say that we aren't being partnered.
0: Okay, sounds good. Um, and then this may sound like an off the wall question, but it just came in the mind. Uh, do you know if there's a requirement for partner teams to be only fielding one roster or let's say, okay, I was, because I was going to ask like, if you guys were partnered, would you be able to field more than one?
2: I, I doubt it. Um, and this is just me like using other games as a use case example. Like you shouldn't be allowed to double dip on skin sales um like why would it be fair to anyone else you know like if we we're feeling native red native white that we would True. get either two sets of skins or twice you know the player marketing effort on the skins versus someone else i wouldn't expect it um i have seen like in other titles where you could be partnered in the uh the traditional esport and then partnered in like the co-ed or the female esport um but obviously that's not existing in halo yet although i have seen a lot of like Uh, female tournaments up on the horizon which is awesome and
0: absolutely looking
2: forward to be supporting those
0: fuck yeah okay roster mania during this offseason has been insane to say the least and from the outside looking in it appeared as though the stars had simply aligned with what would become this new native gaming roster but that seems a little too easy so what's the story around signing of this new native gaming roster, which consists of four out of the five of the last Renegades roster from Halo 5 and McWin, Neptune, APG, and Hoaxer being the coach, and the re-signing of the Young Gun Collect?
2: So, Collect? Um, No-brainer for me. I watch them stream all the time, you know. Uh, we got to Vibe for a while in Salt Lake City awesome kid i call him a kid because i'm like 10 years older than him at this point i think I we already. all are <laughs> um uh but like when i think of the the ideal candidate to build a team around that's a young upcoming talent you know it's him you know he, he's been competing for six seven eight years at this point you know um he, he's been through the roster ringer for sure since infinites uh launched um Hopefully we provide, you know, the stability that he, he needs for, um, I mean, like, I can't say hopefully, I know we're going to provide the stability he needs for his growth to be tangible, but he's like as talented as anyone has ever been in the game, you know? And and, and I'll, I'll I'll touch on that point here in a second, but, uh so him, no brainer for me. um Same thing, APG, uh you see the body of work world champion multi-major champion been in the game for 15 plus years i think 18 years specifically at a professional level had a conversation with him you know one night that really stuck out to me like this is the kind of character this guy is uh i i watch how he engages with his community um I watch how he engages with the Halo community, not just his as, um, you know, a whole. This is like role model material kind of guy. You know, like this is like if you're a parent raising an esports child, this is the kind of person you want your kid to look up to and model. This is someone who high competitive drive, super talented, body of work to show it. Um, no brainer for me. Neptune, I had to do some digging on. Uh, just to be honest with you, I didn't know much about how good he was at H5, how much potential there was around him at H5. Very. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I learned that quickly from, yeah. like, a deep, like different YouTube videos, just, like, watching and playing catch-up, because I was probably trying to be a pro Overwatch player at the time, and I wasn't very good at it. So sure. uh, that'll give you some insight on that. But um, and when he was competing there, so... I watched his H5 stuff. I, I, I watched a lot of his infinite streams going into it. Um, Hoax had told me a little bit about it. And I, I, I did like to lean on Hoax a lot throughout this process. Um, Coach is responsible for, you know, putting forth a system and a team who's going to perform at your expectations. Feel very confident with that in Um And we've had some really good conversations about the talent that we brought into this team. Uh, so, neptune no-brainer um after seeing the potential he had an h5 quality call of duty league player uh comes back to halo and i'm watching him and he's like keeping pace with collect and rank which is like definitely a task you know like i wouldn't (laughs) want to be that guy but he is um super talented so i'm like there's a lot of talent there and make one you know just like apg tenure um and talent you know like he he a, a lot of people forget this guy slays. like this guy frags out and he has also went through the roster ring last year. obviously at his stint working at 343. Um, He's still kind of looking for that stability in his roster to really see you know like where he's at as a competitor. He's got a ton of drive. Uh, he doesn't settle for mediocrity you know out of himself, especially out of himself. But out of his teammates, either. And he's not the kind of guy to point fingers and blame. He's the kind of guy to be like, let's work through this. You know, like, let's talk about it. Let me be a resource for you. Um, World class competitor, you know, like, it's, I think that the way that we built the team is with two tenured world class competitors um, that have been excellent beacons of knowledge and they have tenure together and chemistry together, you know, at a very high level and two extremely talented people. Um, I totally was going to segue into something else, but I don't remember where I was at. Um, uh, with that, you know. But yeah, we'll get there. I'm sure.
0: Who, uh, do you know who started the conversations? Because like it, 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 it's going to sound dumb, but it sounds, it seems so fucking crazy that I mean, besides Penguin going, well, Dead Zone going to Optic, like literally, it's that same Renegades roster from the last Renegades roster that Halo Five had. Sands. Dead zone for collect. Like, it's the, it's, I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so
2: the Renegades roster was actually never even a thought. Like I told you guys going into the show, uh, the other roster that is, uh, we put forth, um, right now was not, you know, necessarily the prospective roster that we were going to end up with. Mm-hmm. Um, the conversation started, um, I'm not going to name drop anyone, but you guys can assume ex teammates talking to each other. Um, And then, you know, from there, like the day that Neptune announced he was coming back to Halo, I messaged team I was like, yo, eyes emoji. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, we're already on it, dude. I'm like, oh, my fault. <laughs> and, uh, um, I talked to hoax about it. I talked to pretty much everyone who was already like in conversations with us at that point, how they felt about it. They're like, yeah so much talent you know like yeah. who, and, and it's an incredible storyline but um that old renegades narrative only happened you know maybe like in the last like 25 percent building this roster because like prior to that it was all like who do we think is going to fit you know like the kind of player archetype that we want in this position and uh yeah, just by chance, Neptune was like, I'm coming back to Halo to compete, and we're like,
1: hmm,
2: perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, So Mick wins in the chat right now. He said, Brad texted me before he went to Japan, said, gotta talk.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's how it went. And uh, um, You know, like, we definitely leaned on Austin a lot through that process to be like, alright, so where's everyone's heads at? You know, like, how do we feel about competing with this guy? How do we feel competing about, or how do we feel about competing with Uh, this guy the two people who have always been involved have been make one and collect like there's those are the things that are no-brainers to me uh quality skilled tenured pro um and young upcoming raw talent with incredible work ethic you know like those are usually a recipe for success um I know you guys are in Minnesota, so this is probably going to strike a nerve, but you're seeing it with like Jordan Love playing behind, you know, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and going into this year and actually yeah. like being a pretty solid quarterback, you know. So it's, 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 it's that same recipe of like veteran, world class, top 20 all time veteran playing with multiple young, hardworking talent. It's, it's, it's going to work. It's going to take time, obviously, to be successful, but it's going to work.
0: McQuinn, um, if you if you reply to this, uh, do you know? Um, were you guys were you singing in your head? The boys are back in town, like every day. Once you guys had the roster solidified before the announcement, because that's all I could think about is uh, because that's what I'd be doing. Like, if yeah, I, I mean- he posted the picture on Twitter of of them together back in the Halo Five days, and I'm like, oh my fucking god, that's all I'd be doing. <laughs> um. Okay. Now let's talk about the little bit of turmoil. If there's, I mean, there's obviously a better word I could use, but I'm just gonna use that for now. Um, okay. during the 23 season, both former native rosters had to work through some very challenging times, including the visa issues of Druck and Barcode, leading to Boehm and Suspector needing to fill in and help the teams compete. Regarding Druck specifically, his visa situation has been detailed more public v- publicly via Twitter. There's been a lot of discourse online over assumed reasonings as to why his application has not been approved, especially considering we have other players from other countries competing without issue within the United States. I guess one that yep. could be easily done is like Royal two, because he's also from Canada. Um, if you're able, can you provide an update as to why Druck has not been approved for a visa at this time?
2: Yeah. Um, so Druck has put most of his thoughts out there publicly. So I'm just going to speak within the bounds of like what he feels like like he is comfortable disclosing publicly cuz again mm-hmm. personal business not something I'm alone I I'm willing to air out um we applied for drugs visa three times it was denied all three times we used two different immigration attorneys one of which is like the gold standard in esports um account Evans. um it's it's complicated okay, one more time. um and I'm I'm not going to Throw anyone under the bus when I say this, but just know that we are trying to do things as lawful as possible. And that's why this process is um, not working out as it is with everyone else. Uh, Because genuinely, United States Customs does not view Halo as a um, distinguishable talent or like a distinguishable league in um, the same way that they would look at, like, maybe League of Legends or, like, Major League Baseball and stuff like that. Like, those are the models that they compare it to. Um, obviously, like, us as Halo supporters and fans know that it's an incredible league. It should be internationally recognized. And to us, it is. But, you know, when you're looking at it from the eyes of a customs agent, they are, like, 220,000 viewers at Worlds in 2022. Uh, compare that to, like... In the last CSGO major where they had like 1.4 million viewers, right? Like it's uh, uh, when they're distinguishing that, that's a big part of the reason. Um, it's tough for me to say like how the customs agent's feeling. Like we could have just got to stick in the mode customs agent too. Uh, they just, you know, like we didn't give them the application they wanted to see for it to happen. Truck um, is a world-class competitor. Um, another one of those people, uh, when I was talking about, like, Manny hasn't played his best Halo yet, and how Soul Snipe is, like, one of the most fiery competitors. You get the best of both worlds, you know, a in that regard, and he's also just, like, probably not a smarter person in Halo, you know, or at least, like, he's in the conversation with, like, uh, the and in, in, in terms of, like, their brain power around the top 1% of the game. Um, oh, yeah, that's where I was going to go with that. Uh, When we're talking about people competing in the pro level um, in terms of like top 12, top 16 teams in any given title, it's almost no different from competitor to competitor how skilled they are, like how good uh, Lucid shoots his gun versus how good Collect shoots his gun is 1% different maybe, Um, but it, it comes down to the person how composed they can be and how much they can mitigate their self-inflicted mistakes. So I just wanted to get that out there before I forgot about it. Uh, sorry, going back to the point of the visas. Um, so there was some feedback from customs about halo not being distinguishable. Um, we're not the biggest organization, so we don't have that to fall back on either. You know, like there's a world where like an optic gaming or a TSM or, uh, team liquid or someone like that, you know, is applying for this visa and it's an entirely different circumstance because they have 2 million followers. Sure. Um, but I will say that Tashi, uh, the team at Microsoft is like super willing to work with us, getting us letters of recommendation, doing everything in their power, you know, to help us get these approved. Um, but we just can't make customs, make a decision that they're not willing to make, I guess. And, um, in terms of other international people competing in North America, there's only a handful of them. I'm not going to name them, not going to name what they do. Happy for them. Uh, But, you know, we're just trying to play it by the book. Um, And I don't think that... uh, I'm saying this, like, very radically. I think that customs in the particular airport that truck was going through there's probably some racism going on there um not to like spark a war on twitter but you just got to kind of kind of got to call it for what it is um because we watched other people from the same airport go through white males no problem same circumstances kind of kind of interesting <laughs> so um yeah, that's. I mean, that's really all I can say about it. Is uh, we tried, we tried three times, two different attorneys. We fought our little tails off to try and make it happen. And uh, to be honest with you, the only reason Barco's got approved, in my opinion, is because they uh, changed his filing petitioner to the same agency who filed his visa with G two last year. It, it, it wasn't us as the petitioner when his got approved most recently. Hmm. So, it's um it's tough to say. I I, I wish I could give you guys more of a concrete answer, but I like to think that we did everything right from native gaming and druck and uh, the way that we did the applications and uh, the way and Evans processed them. I think that they're world-class and, you know, we have the most trust and respect in those guys. It's what they do all day long is eSports visas. So I hate feeling like a victim of circumstance, but it's kind of, kind of where we're at with it.
0: Well, if what you were mentioning earlier had anything to do with him not getting approved, and that's fucking shitty. Um, I want to ask you about the needing to find the sub in such a quick time frame. What uh, are you able to elaborate a little bit more on that process? Like, I if I were in that sh- yeah. in those shoes, it would like a, like it'd be a chicken with my head cut off trying to run around trying to figure something out because it seems like it happens so quickly and you have to make a decision right then and there. What's the process behind that?
2: Yeah. So, first of all, um, I've never worked with the CEO in esports, and I've worked with a lot of them who have been as willing to make shit happen in a short amount of time as Dean is um so it's incredible to work with a guy like that uh we found out that you know Chuck got denied at the border that he wasn't gonna be able to make it to charlotte with like 12 hours notice to find another player um and we had to go through open bracket because of the rules yep Mm -hmm. so i want to say it was uh uh, Diagram, who came through, right? Like his Donnie's little brother. Yep. Yeah. So, <clears throat> sorry, there's been so many people in it last season nine to get it's through. It's okay. Um, we asked Mikey, like, yo, what's the uh, like? What can we do? And uh, Diagram and I were messaging back and forth on Discord, and I was like, all right, dude, we'll get you a flight. Like, ho- hotel is covered. You're good. Come out here. We'll buy your flight right now. And he's like, all right, cool. I just, I just need like four hours to get my stuff together and get to the airport. And he flew from Los Angeles to Charlotte. And, uh, I, I, I think that plane ticket was like $1,200 round trip flight that, you know, like that's a tough one to digest because <laughs> you're going from like one big airport to another, but you got to make it happen. And, uh a big ups to Diagram for just being able to be like, yeah, dude, clock me in. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Fuck
1: it. And, and to have to go through open bracket <laughs> at the same time. That's fucking yeah. insane. 12-hour turnaround <laughs> yeah. time? Yeah. Dropped everything and was there. It's,
0: it's like, I'm playing Halo,
1: goddammit. Get yeah. me in there.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, and then for the, uh, like, the bomb situation and mm-hmm. Suspector and everything, anything to comment about those?
2: So Suspector wasn't a sub, actually. Suspector signed. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. I apologize. Um, uh, so Native White had to play Arlington with Trey. Um, oh, yeah. That was uh, our code issue V2. Um,
0: I totally forgot about that one.
2: Trey t- t- Trey showed up. You know, sometimes he was gunning, you know, and therefore being the guy who's not playing the game pro. I mean, he that. had to, um, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of respect for Trey, by yeah. the way. Awesome. Awesome guy. World-class guy. Um, a bone bone came through dream hack Dallas. They had a really sick event he played really well, like really, really well. Um, I don't want to say we kind of sold ourselves on a little bit of a honeymoon phase. No disrespect on bone whatsoever. Dude, like you cannot take back that he played extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, a big part of, like, why we took fourth at that event, probably the main part is why we took fourth at that event. Um, but we were like, yeah, dude, this is cool. We've got our our replacement for Truck at the time because of, like, what was going on with him. It looked like there was no end in sight. Um, and then, uh, you know, the next event, it just, like, throughout having more time practicing together in the next event, it was just not necessarily personality clash, but play style clash. It, it wasn't working out. Um, and then Trey is like, oh yeah, I've worked with Bone before, you know, like this is gonna be really easy to, you know, incorporate him in the system. Everyone was like, geared up for it, ready to go. Um, Playstyle clash didn't work there either, because um, they a lot of similarities between the teams in terms of the pace they play at. Um, so I hate to feel like that, you know, like we recycled him uh, a couple of times, because he is a really, really good competitor. Um, young, talented, just as talented as anyone else. Um, And I'm looking forward to see, like, where he lands this upcoming season and what kind of team he's playing with, and surely we'll be seeing him at the majors. But um, Donnie, Donnie was the other guy who kind of came in in the pinch. Uh, I was surprised, I'm sorry. Um, Did not fit like a glove at first, but fit like a glove through practice. Talked to Jam, you know, throughout the whole process is like, You know, he's got these issues, but, you know, we're finding a way to work through it. There's light at the end of the tunnel, and the results kind of spoke for themselves. You know, he was one of the... I want to say he was top 10 in damage kills and overkills if you care about stats, which, I mean, like, stats really only tell, like, 5% of the story uh, at the last three events. You know, so he's definitely, like, went from being a highly vetted tier 2 player to being arguably one of the better slayers and you know the top eight teams so it was definitely frustrating um, and it's not fun to have to work in a pinch like that because you feel like you're not given the opportunity to make quality decisions Uh, but one thing that we do pride ourselves on is that dina and i don't necessarily always agree on things but it's kind of like an iron sharpening iron sort of thing so we always feel like we're making uh, quality and thought out decision even if that decision happens after us like getting on the phone and talking for 30 minutes and you know we're to the point so um I definitely think at the time those were the right guys for the job uh and it it sucks like it genuinely sucks to feel like we were just like walking on crutches for half the year last season so um we put ourselves in a position to not have those issues this upcoming season as well fully domestic team which sucks because we were really excited you know about being one of the first international rosters in Halo to be as competitive as we were oh yeah big shout out to tapping buttons El Diablo whatever you want to call him that guy is
0: just,
2: <laughs> uh, that, there's not a person in Halo I'll die on this hill nobody's better than tapping buttons in a 1v1 not in the world oh shit <clears throat> so not yeah not lucid not renegade sorry I'll, I'm taking tapping buttons oh
0: shit no, we. I mean, we said it for weeks. We said it for months when that native white roster was first announced that we were 1,000% on board. Like, we oh, yeah. we couldn't wait to see what they were going to be able to do. And, like, I won't lie. I think we, we probably, maybe it wasn't going to see, like, immediate results. But, I mean, it did. It realistically did before the shit started happening. But, I mean, if there's one thing that I want to say is that I think the amount of resilience that your guys had on both rosters, to take everything in stride, and compete in the way that they were able to with all the shit thrown their way all year, I think that that's commendable. That's honestly commendable when you go back to look at it. So, big up. Yeah, that's to you the guys. kind of
2: character I'm talking about when you know, like you're investing in the person, not necessarily the player. Like those are the kind of people you want to be investing in. As people are like, all right, well. We just got hit in the face with a shovel. What now? Absolutely. you know. And, and the what now isn't like, oh, I'm going to go bury my face in a pillow and cry. The what now <laughs> is like, I'm going to go get back on my horse and grind.
0: That's right. Um, can I throw a hypothetical at you?
2: No, oh, please. I love those.
0: Okay. Let's say the drug visa situation wasn't an issue at all. Let's say he mm-hmm. got approved. Everything was golden. But let's say it was approved. Like when this off season started. Okay. Mm -hmm. Would there be a possibility that you would still be fielding two rosters? One of them being the original native red roster or no.
2: I don't think that we'd be fielding two rosters, but I think that the decision would have been a lot more difficult to make. Yes. Um, I will say that the team would have existed with both suppressed and Druck on it. Um, I don't know who would have been the odd man out yet. And, again, that's not a decision that I leave up to myself to make. That's a decision that, like, the coach is involved in because he's the guy, you know. Um, he knows the game better than I do, he, and, and so I, you know, like, rely on him. I'm, I'm just here to help him make those decisions. Um, but, yeah, that would have been, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, if you're just looking at the example of you're only as good as your last at-bat, Druck's last at-bat was third place at Worlds. <laughs> so, it was. Um, He's world-class. I, I hate to keep using that term, but he's uh, he's fast. He's intelligent. He's good at slaying. He's... Qualities are there across the board. Um, yeah, that would have been... Uh, I don't know. I definitely don't know. That's not my decision alone to make, you know, so that would have been a conversation that we probably would have been losing sleep over at night. Absolutely. I like it was already a conversation we were losing sleep at night over. So <laughs> just, uh, definitely would have been more sleep lost.
0: Well, it's, it was one of the conversations that kept happening in the scene is, is drugs visa going to get approved? If it does, does he take somebody's spot on that team again? Because he was part of the original four. Um, what direction does native white go in? Do they remain the same? Like, are they finally going to have their full four going into it? Like before the whole renegades plus yeah. collect thing had now, um, Yeah, it's just been constant conversations that were happening, and then obviously information came out, and here we are. Uh, Okay, Brian, I have one more question for you.
2: Yeah, you guys can ask me all the questions you want in the world. I totally didn't realize I had vacation for the next week at my day job, so I'm just going to go play video games after this. Well, (laughs) perfect.
0: I think that you deserve to be able to get to play some video games here. Um, I do genuinely only have one question left. Yeah, go for it. And it comes from an individual... In our chat, everybody, and he's been, he asked it a long time ago. He, uh, he tries to ask it to everybody that is willing to fucking listen to this shit show. Um, and the individual is one swole Danny, And the question that he asks literally everybody is, would you rather have teeth for hair or hair for teeth? And the caveat here is that it would be everywhere you currently have hair would be teeth and vice versa.
1: I'm a hairy guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is my dilemma as well. Yeah, I do not
2: have to be on a liquid diet and I have to have hair. For teeth. Yep. There is no way like I'd, I'd literally be walking around like head to toe with canines on my body looking like something out of a 90s horror movie. It'd be,
0: It'd be body armor, though. You know
2: what I mean? It would be body armor. Well, Imagine I, the, like cavities, yeah, the cavities. Yeah, the cavities are bad. bad. You know, that's, that's wraps. <laughs> so that's, a, that's definitely a question. One of the questions of all time, one might
0: say. Yeah. <laughs> so are you saying hair for teeth? Oh, yeah. Oh, hair yeah. for teeth 10 out of 10 times. All right, there you go, Thanks Daddy. The rest of my life. You got what you fucking wanted. Congratulations, and I saved it to the last one. You're welcome. Fucking goddamn it, um, Will, did you have anything you wanted to ask Brian before we uh, get to the rest of the show? No, I oh, just you guys are gonna hit me with some spicy questions, man. Okay, did fine. You... Fuck you. Here's one. Oh. Average salary of players make go. Um.
2: it's it's broad uh so i'm going to say there's top 6 teams and there's like top 12 teams give me both and the and yeah in, in the top 6 i would say it's normally like 4500 a month plus um depending on the size of the brand uh you know i'm sure people with the 750,000 followers on twitch are in the five figure market um and to all the viewers, it is a performance industry. And the way that organizations make their money back is by, you know, using the talent that they cultivate internally to create content to sell to brands to hopefully pay for said content and said salaries. So <clears throat> there is some thought behind that. Um, so, yeah, definitely top six teams. Most people are making like 4500 plus. Now you see a lot of people making handsomely more than that, but I'd say that's a safe, like, base um top 12 uh the i'm not airing any orgs um negotiations out but um you know i think league minimums two thousand a month so you're seeing like partner teams paying in that ballpark um a little bit more sometimes um and then non-partner teams are paying anywhere from like Uh, covering travel to you know, like $500 a month to play, or maybe a thousand. Um, some orgs just say they're gonna pay you and never pay you, you know. (laughs) Um, so that you know, that exists. Um, yeah, I hope that answered it as good as I could, but yeah, there's definitely a big range, like anywhere from 500 to 15,000. I've heard so, um. I, I will say, like, there's no shame for an org only paying, like, travel slash, like, $500 a month. So, like, don't ever slander those guys. I, when I was, like, 20 years old, I had an org that that's all we did. Uh, we won world titles and competed in world titles and different titles. Um, you know, you have to operate comfortably with what you can afford, and there's no shame in that. And for the players, you know, who get those opportunities, like... I think that people often discredit how difficult it is to be a professional gamer and to make any money at all from someone who's just willing to invest in you to go play video games, let alone like 10,000 plus dollars a month. So, you know, like there's something to be said about that.
0: And then I see it in the chat and we did briefly talk about this before we started recording, but uh, I think I did say that I was potentially going to ask this. Um, any comments on the G one situation is we know, we know that Dean had come out with a public statement regarding, um, his involvement with one of Kenny's ventures. Uh, yeah. Anything from the VP of esports? sports
2: Yeah. Um, not here to talk about Dean's personal business, nor will I comment on that. He did, uh, uh we did go in cahoots on a warehouse that was supposed to be G one X native gaming. Um, didn't really happen. Can't really say I know why or why not. Um my experience of working with Kenny, uh like I I I I think this is what I said before the show. He's a ambitious dude, uh good guy, good guy to be in a room with, smart thinker. Um things probably got out of control. You know it happens, you just have to be able to put a stop to things before they reach the point of where they're at. Um it's really hard to forecast like I, I, I'm not trying to be ginger to their situation because what they're doing is genuinely fucked up. Uh, but I will say, you know, like, not playing devil's advocate, just looking at it on the other perspective. I come from, you know, brick-and-mortar 9 to 5. Very hard to forecast, like, millions of dollars in surplus spending that you didn't have. So can I say I'm surprised that they're in this situation? No. I do think that they could have been more transparent and honest about, like, what, what why they're there. I don't even know exactly why they're there. I don't even think Dean knows exactly why they're there. But at the end of the day, you just got to pay people for working. Like n- nobody's going to come and work for free, especially money that you promised and told and signed people to contracts and are legally obligated to pay people. You know, like that's got to be paid. Uh, and there needs to be some transparency as to like how and when, even if it's going to come back in the form of payments. I think that everyone who's owed money at this point would just be happy if you know they got five dollars all right um yeah but it is like an unacceptable thing to do as a business owner in my opinion you can't can't put yourself there
0: agreed and with the amount of shit that's coming out it's like it's just more and more and more is coming out of the woodwork and clearly we don't know everything still to this day, and I don't know if we ever will know everything, like us in general. Um yeah, yeah. it's just it's this is fucking insane.
2: It's a I mean it's a simple situation to digest. Um company told people they would pay them, people didn't get paid. Like that's that, that's where we're at right now. And um, you know, the way I look at things is a little bit more radical than someone else looks at things. Don't think that uh i mean i think that people airing it out on twitter and uh, making it public you know is important to bring awareness to the situation but i mean at the end of the day like you're not going to be able to fix anything with the twit longer um as the person not being paid i i, I would encourage like everyone who uh you know is in the situation to bond together take the correct plan of action to like what you have to do legally to see your money um, you know, and actually start, you know, putting some pressure to have the situation work out because obviously they don't care about the PR hits they're taking. Um, yeah, that's kind of the way I'm looking at it right now. I And I'm happy to, like, lend any advice I can and you know, like, my industry experience to anyone going through it. Uh, but I, anyone listening who's going through it, like, get your money. Get your money, like at whatever means necessary.
0: <laughs> Collects like, oh, word? <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, yeah. Collect, go get your bag, bro. I don't even know, like. Your tournament winnings. I, I, I'm saying you just n- knock on someone's door. Like, what's good? Where's my money? Make it real awkward for him. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not encouraging people to like go knock on someone's door. But I, I if someone owed me $50,000, like they were going to hear the fuck out of me. And it would be not fun for that person who owed me $50,000. No.
0: Absolutely. Or and
2: more, you know.
0: For a while, too. Like, we're not just talking, like, a week or a month. Fucking, there's a long-ass time.
2: Yeah, we've got our resident bodyguard in the chat, Lakota. It's like six eight, three fifty, 350, built like a middle linebacker and defensive end. Like, dude, this is the guy you roll up with.
0: So he's the one that's going to be knocking on the yeah, door. He's the guy. He's the guy. Said if you need a locker, perfect, perfect, <laughs> I mean, perfect. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. So Lakota, here's the question: Can you square up with? Uh, can you scare up with Kenny,
1: the ex NFL player? Yeah can you, Can you square up with him? That's what I want to know.
0: I'm, we don't need to get into this. Okay, <laughs> this joke is over. Right. We don't need to get into Hold it. Hold on, guys. Yeah, we we're
2: Hold on. Okay. Now, I, I'm saying there's a difference between someone who's from the streets knows how to fight. and Someone
0: who's like I said, joke is joke is fur, further gone. Now it's okay. We we don't need to talk about that. Um, yes, like you said, I, I, all, yeah, we're all just joking. Yes, hopefully, uh, like the, the people get paid and we know the list is getting ever longer, um, as the days and the weeks progress. So. Hopefully yeah. things are able to be taken care of as soon as possible. We'll obviously have more to talk about later with that. Um, just on the show in general, but like, it's it, situations fucked and people are owed a lot of money and they deserve to get paid that money.
2: Yeah, and genuinely, I hope everyone gets paid what they're earned. I hope that G One can shed some transparency into this, and I hope that they can exist in esports. And guys, the more orgs that are out there supporting us, the better everyone makes mistakes, if they can, you know, take the proper steps or, that they need to take to, you know, continue to operate as an organization, you know, I hope they can. Um, those opportunities are hard to come by finding someone who's passionate enough to come in here and invest there. Not just, you know, the owner of the organization, but whoever is sending the money to them, you know, it's it's not easy because this is a bleed out industry, genuinely.
0: Man, I'm that fucking downer note. Uh, <laughs> no,
2: it's, it, it's an awesome industry, but it is like, it, I, I mean, dude, if I was a millionaire, I would not be sending half of my fortune, you know, to run an esports org. I'm not going to see any money back on, you know, within probably like three to five years. It, it, it takes time and it takes investment and it takes having, you know, the right people in the right spots.
0: Okay, I lied on that obviously being my last question. We're going to end in traditional interview fashion because this turned out longer than I thought. Uh, yeah. So, Will, you You know what we typically end with, which typically never is what it is. The, the quick fire question? Yeah, rapid I, I, fire. We're going to end with some rapid oh, yeah. fire, which yeah. never actually becomes rapid fire. So, let's see. Josh needs an explanation for everything. I do. I like explanations. <laughs> you know, it, fuck it, it's me. It's like the end
2: of Family Feud where you have to, like, uh, you know, do all the questions.
1: That's right. Oh, sh- um, 45 seconds on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: perfect.
0: Except there's literally no time limit and I ramble anyway.
2: Uh, okay. That's cool.
0: So, Brian, here we go. Favorite food?
2: Um, oh god damn, rapid chicken fire wings. chicken wings.
0: Do I go further than that? I don't go further than that. Okay, uh, also,
2: yeah, whatever you're doing, drums, flats, drums all day. I don't care. Come at me, drums Sa- are better than flats. Sauce or rub, sauce extra wet.
0: Mm. What sauce?
2: Um, something spicy. I'm not a big barbecue guy, so it has to be like uh. Uh, like a hot buffalo or like if you go to b I usually get wild or blazing. Um, Teriyaki school cool, like Asian flavors. Are, I'm, I'm always here for not, not Not a big barbecue guy on chicken wings, though.
0: Okay. Favorite movie?
2: Mm, I go through phases with it. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you a handful. Uh, Shawshank Redemption, I live in the town it's filmed in. So mm-hmm. that, that's a classic, one of the best of all time. Um, radio, love radio. Oh yes. fuck yes. yeah, dude! Underrated movie. gem, dude. No, and Shutter Island. Oh,
1: it's uh Leo DiCaprio. Leo added, DiCaprio. I yeah. like that movie as well. That's a good one.
2: Yeah,
0: that's yep. like a psychological thriller, isn't it?
2: Oh, uh, so one of your mods said mango habanero. If if you guys want the cheat codes, uh, you get the lemon pepper dryer oven and the mango habanero sauce.
1: There you go. Good um yeah,
2: it is it is a psychological thriller, incredible movie.
1: Are you a fan of the Fast and Furious movies?
2: <laughs> um a handful of them, yes.
0: Okay. Cuz. Yeah! Uh,
1: yeah Okay, now hold on. What's the what's the best Fast
0: and the Furious movie? Tokyo Drift and it's not Fuck close.
1: Yeah Damn it! Fuck yes! Fuck I'm never gonna win yes! this argument. Yes! I might oh to my just walk god! Out of the room now. None
0: <laughs> of this is scripted, ladies and gentlemen. None of this is scripted. None of this has been vetted. That motherfucker across from us said that Tokyo Drift is the best fast and the furious movie. And yes, he's a thousand percent correct. Fuck yeah.
2: I'm, I'm replying to chat and answering your questions at the same time. I have two eyes, right? Yes, um, yeah. Yes, you can mix the sauces and thoughts on the Burger King jingle mid, mid at best.
0: Oh, Riz loves that jingle. <laughs> thank you so much because i it's i think it's stupid
2: come on guys rapid fire where are we at sorry i'm so focused on tokyo
0: drift right now um oh my god favorite musical artist or group
2: um yeah this is really hard for me uh i can't have just one i have a handful go ahead um so i listen to a lot of like really gut-wrenching metal um so born of osiris is one of my favorite bands um Mm -hmm. in terms of like uh their deathcore band um i grew up loving avenge sevenfold um john mayer i think is one of my probably my favorite like musician and I, i i don't care if i get hate for that in the chat the dude's a god guitar player piece of shit person but an incredible guitar player yeah um I'm big into rap, um, love Outkast, and Tupac, like 90s rap, is something that is very near and dear to me. Um, Deftones are in my top five as well from a band perspective. But uh, I go to a lot of music festivals and concert. Music is my number three in the world. It goes with my wife, esports, and music.
0: Love that. So I think when I was scrolling through your Twitter, I saw that you were excited for the When We Were Young Fest. Um yeah. What band are you most excited to see? Um,
2: if you remember, well, I don't remember. think they've announced the new lineup yet. Have they? Hold on,
0: I just know that like they're doing full albums. Like yeah, Mike Hem is doing yeah, Black Parade yeah, and right, shit.
2: That's right. Yep. Um, so, well, let's look here. Um, I don't think that's the best Mike Kim album. I think the best Mike Kim album is Three Cheers for Sweet. Oh Change. my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and it's not really. it's, even I mean, close. it's, it's an incredible album. Holy um, shit! <laughs> Fall Out Boy. I don't know what album they're going to be playing cover to cover under the court trees. Great Ado is a hot take, but I think it's incredible. Uh Daddy Remember Home Six the best album, one of the best albums I've ever heard. Um oh my god. So that would be one I'd be really looking forward to. There is a band on here that I haven't heard or listened like, seen in a really long time. August Burns Red Constellations incredible album. Chiodos, Love Chiodos.
0: Um I'm going to have a fucking aneurysm. <laughs>
2: Dance, dance Gavin, dance, uh, despite like Tillian being a piece of shit. Yeah, Tillian is a piece of shit. Um, Devil Works Prado was the first concert I ever went to in 2007. Oh, but, shit. Um, when that album, I like, it, maybe it was that album when it came out. Um, so that would be cool to see. Mom Jeans, awesome band. Uh, Neck Deep is also awesome. Basement. Yeah, I haven't seen Basement in so long, I didn't know they were like still even considered a thing, but that album is incredible.
0: Mickwin's saying that Say Anything is going to be the best band there, he swears to God.
2: Yeah, that sounds like a Mickwin thing to say. Are
0: they playing Under the Cork Tree, or is that not what the album is called? Like, what, what's the album called?
2: For Say Anything or yeah. Fall
0: Out Boy? Say Anything, I'm sorry, I knew it wasn't Under the Cork Tree.
2: I have no idea. It's what the, one the one with the tree anything, branch, isn't it? it? Is it the one with the tree branch? Yeah, Mickwin probably knows the name of that. When house. I was a that real boy, was, that's say, it, I'm that that such a an Say Anything fan, I'm not going to lie, guys. It's Okay.
0: Oh, my God. Um, I'm so happy that you said that Three Cheers is the best My album because you're you're two for two on great takes right now. Yeah.
2: No, I feel like I've got some solid takes around food, sports, music, you know, just anything in general. that uh, Besides being a Browns fan. So. Yeah. Oh, now hold, pump the fucking bird. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if nine out of like 22 starters weren't hurt, we'd be like, God, right now.
0: Hey, F- Flacco is playing out of his fucking mind right now.
2: I'm, I'm happy we have Flacco. I, I wasn't big on the Deshaun Watson signing. Oh, um, I think I... he's got a ton of talent. I, I just think that we spent a lot of money for it and kind of gave up a lot for it. I don't think that we needed, you know, like a, a quarterback to come in and like go win his football games. I think that we could win football games with uh, Joe Flacco. You know, like we need it's someone to crazy. not turn the ball over and run the game. But then Nick Chubb just gets his ACL torn and yeah, you know, oh, like, sad. I want to hang up the remote for the rest of the year.
0: It was sad as fuck, man. <laughs> Um, um
2: it's it's a rough year to be a buckeye fan too fuck michigan but
0: oh shit good on you guys all right back to the rapid fire here
2: <laughs> Greg oh. owens and the shorty boat until god shows love that band. love that album i listen to that album a ton like my senior year of high school um yeah love drugs sorry that was uh in get- context guys <laughs>
0: Um no, Game Crazy John asked that. He said, uh, if you like Chiodos, do you like Craig Owens' Drugs Band? Destroy and yep, rebuild yeah. until God shows.
2: Yeah, if you guys haven't listened to them, they're incredible. New music's really good. The first album they put out was just like cover to cover bangers.
0: <laughs> um I, I, I assume I don't need to ask this, but I'm going to ask this anyway, just in case it is college football, but what's your favorite sport and team? Like, favorite. Favorite. So if you had to choose between the Cleveland teams.
2: Uh, can I have a different team and different sport? Like my favorite sure. sport is basketball for sure. I oh, love shit. watching basketball, love playing basketball. Go for it. Um favorite team? Yep. Yeah, man, it's the Buckeyes.
0: Okay. What's the your Ohio favorite State uh university? What's your favorite NBA team then? Is it the Cavs? Or um
2: no? I support the Cavs out of proximity. Um and I do love the roster that we have right now uh i'm a big lebron fan i always will be he's the michael jordan of my generation i got yeah. to see him when he was in high school because i lived 30 minutes away from it that's awesome um, my brother was big and uh, my brother was like a big shoe collector so uh we'd always like go up to the games we went and saw him i think it was a university of dayton or the nutter center in dayton ohio we saw lebron play um high school game and it was like out of body experience and just like as an athlete and like the kind of person he is, like that's not just an athlete. Awesome, you know, like I love it, and I'm not definitely not a Lakers fan. Like I won't be a Lakers fan after LeBron retires or like goes to a new team, but it's cool to watch him win. I just like watching LeBron win, just kind of chasing the legacy with him.
0: That's awesome. Um, Kate, okay. uh, so you said you really were getting into he- heavily into Halo within the last year or so. But uh, I'll just ask you because this is always a controversial one. Favorite Halo game of all time?
2: Uh, Reach, for sure. Three is probably what I consider to be um, the one that I like. Got into Halo with uh, like my best friend. I used to go to his house after uh, like high school and just play with him all the time. But some of my like most fond memories of my life are hanging out with my best friends playing firefight on Reach till like six in the morning. Um, From a pure nostalgia point of view, like it might not be the best game in terms of quality, but for me, it is definitely my favorite is Reach.
0: Firefight's some of the best as well. Although I will say Infinite has been giving a run for its money, that's for sure.
2: I haven't played Firefight and Infinite yet because we've been so busy, but I'm definitely excited to get on and uh, and play some. Yeah, it's very, very good. Um,
0: Now,
2: ODST is just the armpit of Halo in my opinion. I was going to
0: ask, what's the worst one in your opinion? So that answers that question. (laughs)
2: Um, yeah I it's it's tough like I'm just an enjoyer of video games like it's tough for me to pick like a favorite game out of a franchise for Call of Duty for me it's gonna be Modern Warfare like the uh, the original COD 4 yep Um, Counter-Strike is gonna be Source I I love Source I spent most of my life on it Um, but I think they're all great in a lot of different respects and I'm just a person who enjoys games competitively so anything I can scratch my competitive itch on I'm going to enjoy uh, a lot of fond memories with Reach and Halo 3, though. In Halo 2, uh, another one of my buddies in high school had, like, a, like, his mom's, like, laptop that we'd play Halo 2 on. It was fun. Um, I was, like, definitely too young to understand what the hell was going on, uh, really, in, that, like, that kind of video game. Because at that point, I really only ever played, like, sports games. I was a big athlete before I got into gaming, so...
0: So you said you're a big wings fan. Oh yeah. What's the best place for wings in Ohio?
2: Um, man, that's tough. I've had a lot of good chicken wings here. Uh, so if you're not from Ohio and you're planning to come visit, it's not actually hell, but yes, Jesus is real and you'll see the billboard when you're here. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's, oh uh, God. it is it's actually a pretty cool place. Um, I think the best chicken wings I've had have been at a pub in Ashland, Ohio, called O'Brien's. Those were incredible. And uh, if you ever go to Amish country, I was like, why would I want to go to Amish country? I mean, esports is like the best food you're ever going to have. Just like some people who don't use their cell phones using recipes that are like 150 years old is going to be some like stick to your rib shit. But it is like those are some good chicken wings.
0: All right, good to know. <laughs> Buffalo um, Wild Wings is ass. Yeah, I Absolute agree with that ass. statement. I was, I was hoping you were going to say it as like a joke, just to see, like, say with a stern ass face, say, "Oh yeah, fucking Buffalo Wild Wings," and then just leave it there. But I'm, I'm glad you actually gave a legitimate answer. So thank you. Um, yeah. What's your favorite video game of all time?
2: Um. So. Like I said, I'm a competitive gamer at heart. I'm not going to come in and say like The Last of Us or like Red Dead or something like that because those kind of games just don't um, get me out of bed. Of all time, if I could go back and play any game in its prime um, and just like feel the same kind of feelings and be a part of the same community that that I was at that point in time would be Counter-Strike kind of Source. Um, Prior to that... Super Smash Bros. Melee. I love melee. I played so much melee when I was in college. It's like, you know, it's kind of like what you and the boys did. You'd sit around sipping whatever like bottle of liquors have been left over, just grabbing the sticks, playing melee, invite everyone over. It's a good time. Um in terms of like single player games, big Zelda, Big Spyro guy, like the old uh old Sega and Nintendo games I'm a big fan of.
0: All right. Um, I'm just going to take a couple from the chat and then we'll end this up. Uh, Magic Mike asks, favorite esports event attended in person?
2: For the sake of not like having to go back through my memory a ton, the SSG Halo event was off the chains. Um, But if I had to go back in my memory, it'd be like one of the – MLG Columbus CSGO event was a lot of fun too.
0: Awesome. Um, And then, give me one second here. Will, did you have anything you wanted to ask off the cuff? No, (laughs) we've covered. covered Someone just said
2: Ice House and Smash Bros, and that makes me want to vomit. (laughs) Okay, so like we played uh, Tall Boy Roulette at like all of our like parties we have like we'll throw like a friends giving or whatever mm-hmm. and someone unboxed an ice house and watched them shotgun it a 24 ounce ice house like ice cold oh oh there's nothing worse like n- nothing makes me have like gut rot more than the idea of like a butt ice or an ice house or like a milwaukee's best ice
0: <laughs> jesus christ um <clears throat> okay last one from from daddy in the chat. And this isn't a hair for teeth question again. So don't worry about that. Um, right. He asks, it's a zombie apocalypse. And you only get one halo weapon to use in a fight to fight off the horde. What weapon are you using? You have limited ammo, a hundred clips.
2: Damn. Um, I do I get to pick like the gassed that, up uh, um, husky raid weapons? Fuck it. Yeah, why, it's why your not? it's your choice. I want the uh, uh, the arcane oh the uh, arcane, the sentinel, arcane beam. sentinel beam, <laughs> yeah, and it's not even close.
0: That's yep. it. <laughs> that thing, fuck. It. Now here's the here's the problem though. That thing burns through ammo incredibly quickly.
2: Yeah, but don't don't, don't I get a hundred clips?
0: You get a hundred mags, yeah. But it goes like if you if you use targets? that in comparison to the normal sentinel beam, like it drains r- so much fucking faster. Yeah,
2: but I'm one shotting these zombies.
0: Okay, you're not wrong.
2: And nobody said I didn't get like a a repulsor or grapple or anything like that. So maybe I'm just agile as shit. (laughs) (laughs) A a question that one of my old players used to ask me all the time is, could you kill a mountain lion with your bare hands if it was between life or death? Of course I can. Pocket sand. Blind the thing. Get him from behind. Dead.
0: (laughs) You heard it here, folks. from, From Brian himself. Um... Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us tonight. Um, I hope you had some fun, and uh, thank you for enlightening us on the native uh, roster, uh, native gaming in general, your role within the organization, and uh, just shooting the shit for a little bit.
2: Yeah, of course. It, anytime. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, chat, to like being engaging, and thank you guys for all the support. I do want to say, like, it means the world to us at Native Gaming. We we uh we bust our ass a lot you know or a small team like seven eight people make this org happen and uh we appreciate everyone's like following and support and gassing up that video that is like one of the biggest announcement videos in halo history by the way it's up to almost three quarter million views thank you guys so much for all the love on that um and just in general like i can't tell you guys how much we appreciate the support and we hope that we can keep making new fans and keeping you guys coming back.
0: Well, we appreciate you guys. And, uh, it, the thing, the thing that I appreciate kind of the most here is that like, obviously this is our first opportunity really talking to you, but, uh, we've had conversations with Dean as well, just like in person at events. And it's always, it's so amazing. Like not only putting a face to a name, but also seeing how engaged everybody is like at, at the organizational level, And attending these events, being there in person, being engaged with the audience, communicating with everybody, and just being like, hey, we're all normal guys here. We're all just here to have a fun time and watch our teams compete and just be engaged. And so it's just something that I appreciate. So thank you all for that as well.
2: Yeah, dude. That's why I love working here. Um, Not to carry that out any further. I'll get out of your guys' here in a minute. (laughs) You're good, you're good. Dean. Dean is not like your suit and tie kind of CEO. This degenerate stays up till six in the morning playing Halo, just like anyone else does. And he's <laughs> super humble guy. And I think that's the kind of guy you want running your organization because it's a, it takes a lot of humility to be an sports owner. It, it, it definitely does. And he, he, he does a great job. Love working for the guy. Love what we build over here. And it's like, I told you guys before the call we got, some serious serious announcements coming up here in a couple
0: weeks stay tuned ladies and gentlemen it's going to be a fun time um brian thanks again for taking the time um ladies and gentlemen that are tuning in live to the show we are going to be taking a short break uh to make sure brian is able to uh get to where he needs to go properly make sure we can change the scenes properly and uh we're hopefully we don't skip a beat um Brian, thanks again. Is there uh, anything you want to say uh, to the fans out there of Native Gaming before we close things out here?
2: Yeah, nothing that I didn't already like say in my appreciation rant. But, again, guys, thank you so much for all the love and support. Um, stay tuned. Lots of big stuff coming. And, uh, yeah, uh, if you guys like Apex, come support the Apex team. They go live live. Um, January 20th for Pro League. We have a fucking rock star team. They're all awesome people and really good at the game. Um, and we can't wait to see you guys at the Halo Majors and events and online and stuff. And again, thank you guys for all the support. Couldn't could not, genuinely, we could not do this without you. And I mean that like to the point of where it's like, we look at the messages you send us on Twitter and like all the love that you guys give us. And it, it is not, as I alluded to in this conversation already, it is not... Uh, great financial move to Be in esports but it is is—if like You know like you're that's the kind Of feedback you need to keep you around you know Like that's the kind of like okay it's all worthwhile So thank you guys so much
0: Absolutely Ryan thanks again hopefully we chat soon Yeah of course anytime guys Fuck yeah Will you already hit the you already hit the thing But I want you to hit it again What's, what's, what's the segment we got right now Roster
1: Okay. Go ahead. Roster mania. Here we go. Native gaming. We just talked to Brian for quite a while, but yes, they officially signed Neptune and APG. And they said a new era of Halo is here. Welcome to native gaming. So down to one roster. Yes. Sounds like it's just going to be native Halo or native gaming. Yep. And it is APG McWin. Neptune and collect my brain just based on collect. for it's some okay. reason. Renegades plus collect pretty much. Yes, indeed. Um, optic finally put out their official statement that dead zone has signed with them. So they said, welcome to optic dead zone, or welcome optic dead zone. I will be calling him Zane because I feel like it just rolls off the tongue easier than dead zone. I'm going to call him dead zone. I'm probably still going to mess up and say Penguin every once in a while. I do the exact same it's thing. it's been gonna, years as Penguin. You I'm going to try to call him Dead Zone.
0: Yeah. Uh, remember Sub-Zero? Yeah. For a very, very brief amount of time. Um, Wasn't that like an off-season thing or, I, or
1: no, Halo 5?
0: It was during Halo 5, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the, the other thing I want to add is um, with the Optic one with Dead Zone, uh, man, it's like Papaloosa was right the whole time. <laughs> it was crazy. Remember that? Remember that whole thing? Um, Jesus fucking Christ. Also, as is, as was indicated by Papa Lucid, he was here earlier as well. Yeah. Um, during the show in the chat, but, uh, he also did say that they did try to go for stellar first. Um, and that also ended up being true. So there's that, but there
1: you go. All right, and the last announcement we got this week was by Shopify, Shopify Rebellion. Mm-hmm. They released Rain and stated, "Thank you, Rain. Your contributions help push things forward for Shopify or SR Halo, and we wish you nothing but the best." And then they officially signed Suppressed and Soul Snipe, and they stated on Twitter or X, it's tw- always going to be Twitter, uh, welcoming the freshest duo, Suppressed and Soul Snipe to Shopify Rebellion Halo, joining Cycle, Mental, and Coach Bestman. We're bringing the heat into a new year. Looking forward to the journey ahead. So the dominoes are starting to fall into place here. Yes, little by little,
0: Daddy. Uh, jumping off what you said, apparently he was willing to go. Um, it's just that he had another year of contract under SSG, and that's why he wasn't able to. But it sounded like base uh, based off what apparently what Trippy said. I'm saying apparently because I didn't see the part the clip from the stream, and the stream isn't on his vods. But apparently, uh, Trippy said that they did originally go after Stellar. Um, Stellar was on board, but he had a year left on his contract with SSG. Therefore, unable to make that happen. Who do you guys think SSG is picking up? We are not able to comment because we know who they're going to be picking up. So, just wait for the announcement, Frankie. Um, Speaking of which, I want to say this real quick, since we are on the topic of Roster Mania. Um... We, the, because we're not here to, we don't, we're not here to leak information. Like when rosters are ready to make their announcements, when organizations are ready to make their announcements, they will make their announcements. We don't, we're not here to take that away from them. Like contracts still need to be signed. Like there's things still still need to be worked through so on and so forth. Therefore, um, the one thing that I will say is that. Based off of the top 12 placings at Worlds last year, I had mentioned this we, uh, made two or three weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, I'll mention it one more time here. We are still waiting on one, two, three, four, five, six organizations that, um, again, made top 12 last year at Worlds. Six out of those 12 organizations were still waiting on announcements from. and some of them are more than one announcement. okay? Some of them are more than one announcement. So like if if people have been paying attention to Twitter and yes, well, it's always going to be Twitter in our minds. If people have been paying attention to Twitter, the tweets that we're putting out, like may have a number associated with them. That's where that number is coming from is the organization making that announcement. These are things that we've been waiting for. So on and so forth. So again, six out of the top twelve are still waiting for
1: uh, announcements from, and some of them are more than one. Yeah, and as Josh said, we 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 know some things, but in the online space, I never want to take away that announcement from no. the organization itself. No, like the, you gotta you gotta think they're excited to get that information out there. They're putting time, resources, money into making videos, content, whatever it is. Yep, like that's all that all should come out properly and by the organization and players when that stuff actually happens.
0: And literally in this world that we live in, in this like volatile scene that we live in, anything can happen at any time. Like, you know, a player gets cold feet, decides they want to try to find a better offer somewhere else. uh, Whatever the situation may be like, there's things don't happen until things are basically solidified or solidified. Right. So we have to, we have to wait. Um, Frankie says, part of the fun is speculating who's going to go where, and that's fine. Feel yeah. free to speculate all you want. We're not going to, because of the information that we know.
1: Right. Us speculating could lead to that quote unquote leak, or just, I don't want to mislead when I don't need to. 1000%, 1000%.
0: And then invisibly, I just want to take your statement a little further as well. Just because I'm saying like what number it is, that's not the team right? Like, like the number that I'm saying in the tweet is not indicative of the placing that the team had. You know what I mean? I just want to make sure that there's no confusion there. Okay. So like when I say number five, like mumbo, number fat, I'm not talking about the team who got fifth place at worlds last year. I'm just talking about overall out of 12 teams. You know what I mean? Invisible Blade? I just want to make sure that's understood. So
1: hopefully there's no more confusion there, but yeah, yeah, Um. someone from SSG tweeted today that the announcement video is ready to go and has been sent.
0: And then that person, not that person, but the person who supposedly made the video said he has no idea what that person's talking about. Oh, wonderful. So, so it's this, a giant could, tr- this could be a troll. Could be. We know that Space Station has leaned into things as well, like yeah. re-signing collect. Remember when everyone oh, was oh, like, yeah. oh, shit! It's like if you fucking read a picture...
1: Yeah, the you know posting I mean? date was from the previous year.
0: Yeah, so, like, guys, just wait for official announcements to happen. Just wait for official announcements to happen. Things will happen when they're ready, okay? All, like, the only other thing I'm going to say, and this isn't, like, to to hype things up or anything like that, but there are still two, two or three announcements for roster mania. If they go through, like if they go through the way that information has been given to us, like there are two or three that are fucking crazy. So again, it's not to lead people on or anything like that. It's just, I, I, nothing is official until it's official. Anything can change at any given time. So if these things happen, just this off season, it's been the craziest that I think I've ever seen because every single team is trying to fight for that top spot. You know, like it's this, the the competition this year is going to be fucking insane. Yeah. Insane. And, And what happened literally last year, Will, or literally just this last season, every event got better. Every single event got better and better in terms of competition. Things got closer and closer. So like we have new meta with the bandit. Uh, brand new rosters being formed. It, it's, oh man, it's fuck. is going to be awesome. Holy shit. Holy shit. So, oh my God, I'm excited. And, and like, like Brian said in that piece we did earlier, pay attention to Shopify. I'm excited for them. Like they got young guns there They got fire and fucking aggression. I am excited to see what that team does. I think it's going to be awesome. Holy shit. All right. Is that for Roster Mania, Will? Oh, yeah. Then let's get into some competitive news, which would have been the first segment of the show, but you know. So, the Sentinel Beam on streets is now a bandit? This is by Manny. He tweeted out, Attention, signal beam has been removed off streets and replaced for a bandit. <laughs> this tweet was in all caps. So I thought I would, I, I thought I would emphasize that, you know what I mean? So there's that. I, I'm confused as to why it was removed. The, the, this might be a controversial take. Okay. This might be a controversial take. I'm surprised that was removed and not like stalker rifle. Like I get it. They're they're red rack weapon now. They're red rack red rack weapons now. So they take a they take longer to respawn. Like I, I get that. That's great. That's a great change. It's just I'm just surprised. Like I never thought uh Tool says should have replaced Bulldog. Then I could see. It's just the Sentinel beam, I was never good with it. Like I was I'm never good with the uh, Sentinel beam. I'm just bad at the game, but like I'm not good with the Sentinel beam, but I never thought it was overpowered.
1: I just never thought that that gun was overpowered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's funny. You see the discourse of about the bulldog and the stalker rifle yeah. being on that map together. And then I don't
0: it's, think it's, anybody's complained about Sentinel beam.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm wondering where they came, the change came from. Who, who made that decision? Or maybe it's something that just happened when it wasn't planned to happen. I don't think that would be the case, but
0: I don't think anybody's commented on it since like in an official
1: capacity. So, uh, Toucan says a Sentinel beam takes more skill than Shotty, And I agree with that. Yeah. Um, especially with the TTK being a little bit faster with the bandit. Now the Evo, the the Bevo, the Bevo. You think that balances the sentinel beam a little bit more with the guns? Like so, so, so the sentinel beam user could be killed even faster now. Yeah. So I'm surprised. I don't know. Weird change. Weird change, in my opinion.
0: Uh Blade. I'd rather have Lucid with me. Because let's say he let's say he runs out of ammo. I mean, I'll just push him into the horde and I'll run away. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh my god! All right, <laughs> I fucking love you, Lucid. Oh, uh, okay. What we got? So, how about those extraction updates? This is my Frosty and Spartan, and Will. I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts because I I'll ask you before I get to these. Have you played th- uh, ranked with the extraction updates yet, or eights uh, with the extraction updates? Not eights, but matchmaking. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna get to you. I'm gonna get to you in just a second. So uh, Frosty says, extraction may be the worst game mode of all time. I don't know. It feels so trolly now like I'm playing S&D in a respawn mode, just not a competitive mode at all. And Spartan says, is it at least even the slightest bit better than before? Frosty says, think it might be worse. So,
1: Will, your thoughts after playing it in matchmaking now. The part where they messed up is you cannot see your own team's progress. Um. Unless you're close to it, right? No, I don't think you can see the progress at all. You have to know that it's 45 seconds from time of convert to cap. Whoa. Okay. Um, okay. The sound cue, you do have to be pretty much right on it to hear it.
0: Okay, so that's very close proximity.
1: Yeah. Um, But it doesn't change the fact that you can still plant it and spread the team out and block spawns with the point Halt says progress is on the device. I thought, I don't, I don't know where to look if you need to then.
0: See, but you have to just do what tools does in terms of preventing people from body blocking. You just have to get really, I mean, tools. I'll say that yours was skillful, but for all intents and purposes, you have to be really lucky and get a fucking Quigley.
1: Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tools, I saw the clip. Um. It just does not feel good to play. I felt that way
0: before, and I am I feel like I'm an extraction apologist because I was excited for the game mode coming in um, because I liked it in 4, and I thought it was what really set 4 apart, um, regardless of 4 not being that very much of a competitive title. Shocker, I know. And said it multiple times. I the 343 set a good track record on, like, uh, revamping modes for Infinite, at least in my opinion I thought they have. So I was excited for Extraction to come in. And then no, it it didn't work at its first iteration, and I don't think it. I I haven't even played the updated version yet, but I after seeing it, I don't believe it plays well still. So it seems like chat kind of agrees that they don't want extraction either. Yeah. Um, and like I I want it to work. I'd love more than anything for it to work. Because I like more variety, right? And I know, like, a couple people in chat have said, we want more maps. I agree with that. I would love more, like, this might be another controversial take, but, like, I want more dev-made, brand-new maps. I love a remake as much as the next person. Don't get me wrong. But when I'm playing a new game, I want new experiences. And I would love for for there to be brand-new maps to play. Um whether it be with new modes or existing modes. I just want, uh, that's all. That's all. So, yeah. Extraction,
1: still not it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking like what improvements could be made even from where we're at. And it's like, well, if you make the zone have to be like in, like it planted in a specific spot, that is kind of just then King of the Hill with extra steps. Yeah. That that comparison was made last week, I believe. Yep, And maybe that's it. Maybe we do not need another zone type game type after we already have King of the Hill and Strongholds. Mm-hmm. And then you add Extraction on top of it, which is a zone type game type. But again, without the disadvantage of being in those zone type game types. Right. Yeah. Because with extraction, everybody can leave. It's still a four V four. You know, it's a four V four while you're, I, I guess you could say the same thing about King of the Hill, but you know where someone is at all times.
0: Yeah. If somebody's in the Hill for sure. Yeah, absolutely. He's um, like, uh, I forgot who was talking about it, but like there were, there were clear disadvantages for like being the team in the Hill, being the team with the oddball. Right? You yeah. have a visual indicator over yourself if you have the oddball. Your team is at a clear disadvantage because that's one person out of the fight. If you're if you're playing King of the Hill and one player's in the hill, your team is at a clear disadvantage because you know where one of the person on the enemy team is at all times. Like it's Yeah. And two two can just says the same thing. There's no attacker's advantage like there is in every other mode. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
1: So yeah, I mean, realistically if your team gets a pick, and you have you have the extraction device going. You're scoring. Mm-hmm. You get a pick, and it's it doesn't like the attackers don't have a chance. At some points, you just have to out slay. Yeah. It becomes Slayer with like an objective mode after the fact.
0: But let's say you even you even out slay to get like four dead or whatever. You you don't know if that other team is going to get a good spawn. Right, Like that team could, like you could be, you could be planting in, uh, you could be planting B on live fire, right? Or like back green, whatever you want to call it. And you out, you get four dead, um, or the enemy team planted there and you get four dead. You're going to make a push on it. What's to say a fucking enemy player doesn't spawn your garage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could just be absolutely fucked on somebody spawning and just screwing you over right off the bat when you clearly had the advantage on your setup and trying to convert.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, I had a point and I, for it just, it just went out. My apologies. Oh, um, this was before the updates, but I saw a stat somewhere that said in pro play and I, it's been the off season. So I don't know if they're, have been scrims, or they're taking like Twitch streams, or what? But whoever first plants the point won that point like eighty percent of the time,
0: mm.
1: and I think that just goes to show the amount of advantage that the planters have, and how at a disadvantage the attackers have. Sure, that makes sense.
0: Well, the off season is uh is slowly coming to a close. Because we're going to have the roadmap announcement in January. and uh, they t- <laughs> We don't have a pick-ban system. And uh, if that fucker's still in the rotation, I have a feeling that people are going to be pretty mad. So we'll have to wait and see. Yes, we will. We'll have to wait and see. That's it for the competitive news. Your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by noobcombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com for all your Halo eSports needs. On Thursday, December 14th, we have the Halo Agent 2v2. On Saturday, December 16th, we have the EHL Winter Series playoffs. We're talking playoffs of what? And the HCS offseason FFA Series continues. And then on Sunday, December 17th, we have the Halo Agent 300 Series 4v4 and the HCS offseason 4v4 Series continues. And that's it for the upcoming tournaments of the week presented by Noobcombo.com. Check out Noobcombo.com for all your Halo esports sports needs. Scrim tournament league recaps, more like tournament league recaps
1: because scrims don't exist right now. Will, what do you got? Okay, just uh, a few here, a couple. We'll start off with the complexity paradox tour de Walsh results. And this is from Noobcombo.com. Eight players were invited to compete the top three players from the 2023 Halo World Championship FFA, It's the Last Shot, Goober, and Fluriously. three professional players, Mickwin, Gilkey and Frosty, and two content creators, Eli the Ninja and Gamesager. The competition would consist of four rounds, each with an unlimited time limit, but with a 250 score to win. At the end of all four rounds, the kills will be totaled to determine a winner. There are also bounties that could be collected to earn some cash as well. Achievements like most overkills and best accuracy awarded 250 each. Also, like most time on P3. Um, I think there was like the lowest accuracy medals as well. Saw so some weird stuff like that. Kind of crazy. So it was nearly a tour to Walsh. Nearly, but not in true fashion. Yes, I would sure. have liked to see a true tour to Walsh out of these players.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it, it it nearly was that because a tour de to Walsh being um, unlimited time, first to a thousand kills. This being four heats, two hundred and fifty kills each. Yeah, they just took who they just took who had the most kills out of
1: those four heats. So, but if you look at the kill total, it doesn't equal 1,000. it doesn't equal a thousand for the winner. Yeah, that's, that's, weird. that's what bugs me. I don't know because, um. Invisibly says, was that why Eli was shooting randomly at the wall at times towards the ends and for worst aim? Yes. Yes, that would be why. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Eli. <laughs> um, so here we go. I noticed the bounties aren't on the screen here God, in yep. the graphic. But it's okay. We'll just go through them all. Do it yep. up. In eighth place, game sager, 512 kills. I think he said. If I'm remembering the tweet correctly, I think he said
0: something of like switching to a controller midway through or something like oh, that. Yeah. I think I could be totally off base right now. It's just, I swear to God, he said something about playing on controller because for those who don't know, GameSager, he, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he plays like left stick controller and then mouse aim. Yes. So
1: God, go ahead. I, I'm going to look this up. Go ahead. Seven place went to furiously with 526 kills. Just one kill more in 6th place. Eli the Ninja, 527. Gilkey took 5th with 782. Frosty in 4th with 826. Last Shot took 3rd with 897. Mikwin in 2nd with 929. And Goober taken 1st with 955. McQuin um, and Goober tied in rounds 1. So they both actually hit that 250 mark twice. Goober just ended up with a few more kills in the end. Yeah, congrats on running the gauntlet of the complexity paradox tour to Walsh. Fuck yeah. Congratulations. Well, I, did you find it?
0: Nope. Okay. So, like I said, I could have been talking out of my ass, but I thought I thought GameSageR tweeted something.
1: Oh, all right, moving on. HCS offseason 4v4 series. Little surprise in this one for me. Fourth place went to Incognito, which was Hus, Precision, Carmea, and Ryan Noob. Third went to Open Team, Gilky, Sab, Swish, and Suspector. Second went to Coliseum, Frosty, Diagram, Stellar, and Boo Boo And first went to Shopify Rebellion. Suppressed cycle, soul snipe, and mental.
0: First time an international team was not in the top two.
1: Yeah. And I was uh, I thought Coliseum was gonna do the same thing they did. In the previous two weeks? Yep. With resetting the bracket. But they didn't. But but they didn't. Went to a game five, I believe, right? If I'm recalling correctly. Potentially. Been, brain doesn't remember.
0: Riz says, on suppressed on a three-peat. There you go. There you, yeah. Absolutely. I'm telling you, watch out for that Shopify squad. Love how that one turned out. Excited for them. Very, very excited for them.
1: That does it for? Tournament and League recaps. Thank you, Will, as always. Uh, it's
0: time to get into some regular news. <laughs> Halo Infinite December update. This is by 343. Firefight King of the Hill is out now. The nine maps featured in the King of the Hill playlist include House of Reckoning, Behemoth. <sighs> unless you're in a warthog. That shit's fucking easy mode. Deadlock, Launch Site, <sighs> Live Fire, Oasis, Exiled, cuisini Bay, and Valheim. I will say, I'm not mad. At launch site and behemoth, I know I made the dumb sound effect noise, but like, no, behemoth and launch site actually work pretty well. You know what also works surprisingly stupidly well? What's that? Live fire. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, that shit's chaotic.
1: But it's, it's chaotic fun. Yes, it is. It is very much so chaotic fun. So, yeah. I mean, live fire, if you get rockets and they're all, like, piling oh, on a plat, <laughs> Oh plat.
0: It's insane. The, the, last,
1: the last few waves of enemies on live
0: fire, they're just fucking everywhere. Yep. It's insane. Um, And the other the other cool part about that is Invisiblade says the repulsor is so powerful. Like, on live fire, you can literally repulse bosses. Oh, off, off the map. Off green, yeah. Or it's supposed to be. Back tower as well. Yeah, back tower as well, yeah. It's it's just fun. It's fun and funny. And then there's a Spartan chatter today for Firefight, um, so make sure to go check that out as well. Repair field is a new equipment that heals allies, enemies, and even vehicles. It can even revive Spartans in select modes like Firefight King of the Hill. The other thing that makes this equipment fucking broken is it can be used on vehicles that are in a down but not out state. So if the vehicle is flashing red and the sound is like, do you want beep, 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 it's, it's about to explode. You mm-hmm. can put a repair field on it and it stops that shit. So if you see a scorpion tank and you think you have the upper hand and you have it in a down but not out state and the enemy gets out and is like, ah, joke's on you. Fuck. And they he puts the repair field on it. You, you have fun. There's that. There's Forge improvements, ranked improvements, which we talked about ad nauseum last week, custom game browser improvements, and networking and stability improvements. Um, We'll talk about that in just a second. Halo support update. The Halo 3 refueled playlist is now a staple playlist for Halo Infinite, meaning that there there are currently no plans to rotate the playlist out of matchmaking. Arena rotational playlist. Team Snipers has rotated into the slot vacated by Halo 3 refueled. And two playlists were added for Firefight King of the Hill. They feature the same maps and modes, but with different difficulties normal and heroic. A legendary difficulty version of Firefight King of the Hill is available in custom games. And here's an additional Halo Infinite update by Halo Support Squad Battle. Squad Battle now features the latest networking updates. So the networking updates were originally trialed in Firefight King of the Hill. Now it's in the Squad Battle playlist before they transition to other playlists as well. So if you wanted to check out the new networking stuff that they're working on over at 343, go ahead, check out the squad battle playlist. Have you played any yourself? I have not. I strictly have only been playing Firefight. i been playing a lot of Firefight.
1: I tried two squad battle games to see how it would go. Okay. But I've never had a game under 50 ping.
0: How did it feel with higher than 50 ping?
1: Um, Spongy. That's the only way I know how to describe it.
0: Okay, it didn't feel firm. N- no, <laughs> definitely not. Yes, invisible. I did see Mint Blitz's summary on it. He says it still needs work for all intents and purposes. Like it's a long, it's a
1: long tweet, but like, yeah, it, it sure. needs work. Yeah, it felt. Um, you know when you play, Forza Motorsport. Yeah. And you jump over to horizon and you're like, Oh, this is more arcadey. Yes. That's how the network update felt to me. Like halo felt more arcadey than it did prior, which doesn't make sense. Not to me, no, but it, that's the way the game felt to me. I don't know. Okay. It felt more loose. Yeah. I, I guess so. Didn't feel as dialed in. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now sure. I'm starting to pick a little bit more up where you're putting down. So, Okay.
1: Um all right, see Beth says I'm ready for the network fixes to come and come to SWAT. It's near unbearable on a 100 plus ping with the bandit. I think that, that, that's a concern for me because I went from having 20 ping every game. I'm hardwired in play squad battle and all of a sudden I'm jumping up to 50 for every game I've played. So uh I don't know, Beth,
0: I don't want to sound like an asshole. But we, you and I both know that your connection can kind of be an outlier in this situation. Obviously, I want it to be better. But I also want you to have a better internet connection. As in, I know, it's not, I know you can't control it. I just want better providers to come to your area so you can have a better connection. So it doesn't take literal days to install a Modern Warfare 3 update. You know what I mean? Like, I'm rooting for you. And then Crass says, I play on high ping. It felt smoother, but somehow worse.
1: It was, um, when I was, when I had died and was spectating Spartans, they were literally like choppy when they were moving, like do, 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 do. L yeah. Well, that's fun. So it needs work. That's uh, what we're saying. Yeah. No, in a, in a multiplayer sense, not in a PVP sense, not a PVE sense. Yes. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Um, also I will say in terms of firefight there were times now, I don't know if this is because of the networking stuff. Okay. Like I said, I've been playing a lot of firefight and that's strictly where my multiplayer has been. Okay. So I, I haven't really been able to compare to like just general matchmaking without these networking changes, but at least in the firefight playlist, something that I've noticed on a semi more consistent basis is that I feel like my guns wouldn't fire when I'm pulling the trigger whether it be a bandit shot, whether it be a different weapon entirely, just, I feel like that's been happening more often than not or more so than it has before. And also like sometimes maybe hitting the button to reload and it wasn't reloading right away. Just weird things like that. I know it's not the controller. Like I've, it's, this has been with multiple controllers. So I, I'm wondering if it's the networking stuff that's causing it because I haven't had that happen before, or at least it wasn't nearly as noticeable as it was there. Sure. Um, Yeah. Invincibly, I think we're experiencing the same thing. So thug says, you know, that squad battle and firefighter on 30 tick servers. Can you confirm that thug? Like also welcome back. It's good to see you. But either way, so there's that. Uh, Ranked Tactical, a.k.a. SWAT, has replaced Ranked Doubles because God forbid we have more than two ranked playlists in the fucking video game. And then from Hines, he says it includes an updated map list based on community feedback and, of course, Bandit Evo starts. Good luck. Have fun. And then the map Sylvanus, which is a refreshed version of the Halo 3 map Guardian, has been added to Ranked SWAT. Uh, Invisible Blade says, can confirm that I've heard the 30 tick two, but no official article to link to. That's what I'm, yeah. If, if anybody can provide me like an official source that said that, I'd, I'd like to see that. No offense, thug. It's just, you know, for the sake of our show, keeping things consistent. I just want to throw something out there and be like, this is what it is when it might not necessarily be that. That's it for the regular news. Color Games Watch. We're not necessarily going to be talking about the whole breakdown flank situation, um, because I don't think we have all the information out there yet. But I am gathering that. So for a future COD of the Games Watch segment, I would like to talk about that when more information is out surrounding that. Um, so please know that we're not like trying to divert away from it or anything like that. Because yes, we are primarily a Halo show, but that like the one thing I will mention on it, and this is not knowing everything about it. Okay. So let me preface that is when um, when Zuma came out and was talking about how it feels like uh, the CDL is preventing them from or like wanting to prevent them from doing the flank and then scump maybe from doing the breakout with uh, methods um, and then like, oh, they 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 don't want you to watch the games or whatever, whatever the situation is again as somebody who is not fully versed in it all and doesn't know the entire situation, my off the cuff thought about it was where's the rule that like, correct me if I'm wrong, chat will anybody correct me if I'm wrong, but to my knowledge, the CDL doesn't have quote unquote broadcasting rights like the NFL. You know what I mean? Yeah, We're like with the NFL, you can get, you can get in trouble and find if you are streaming the games because that's, that's NFL shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I assume official sports broadcasting television and like sports television media has the rights to be able to show clips during games and whatnot. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. like an undisputed, like a herd, like a first things first, like first take, so on and so forth. They can show clips because I think they have agreements with that, with the league. I don't think the CDL has anything like that. It's like, what's preventing, like, for example, what's preventing us literally right now bringing up the YouTube VOD of the Call of Duty League matches over the last week and just talking over them? What's preventing us from doing that? Because that's what they do.
1: Right. Um are talking about the flank themselves. And and the uh the breakdown. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like am I off my rocker right now? Like I don't Do, do they have broadcasting rights? The well, CDL? Clearly I don't know everything about this. Yeah, I know I that.
1: Know. I don't either. Like YouTube has bought the rights for the matches
0: to be live streamed. So let me say that right now, because that is what I have here. Cod the uh, COD League 2024 streamed exclusively on YouTube. This is by Esports Insider. They say the Activision Blizzard owned Call of Duty League will be broadcast exclusively on YouTube for its upcoming season the league has announced. This marks the second time around that the CDL has decided to air exclusively on the Google owned video platform.
1: Terms of the deal were not disclosed. And that's just it right there. Terms of the deal were not disclosed. Maybe, they, maybe they're trying, like, maybe that's the effort is that YouTube is trying to lock it down. Be like, this is our broadcast right because this league sold them to us. So therefore, maybe. it's like the NFL or YouTube would go after anyone else who is broadcasting it that doesn't have the right to.
0: Um, thug, if you were trying to post a link, can you just DM it to me? Um, because I, if I tried, like, if I permit you to post one, Twitch is fucking, it's still not going to let you fucking post it. So, oh, it's a screenshot. Yeah. Send, send it over. Send it over, please. Beth said, it's just dumb that you know good and well that they uh, they use those watch party numbers to help them get their money, grab them an exclusive, ex- exclusivity deal, but then don't ensure those creators that help them aren't protected and able to keep them doing what they're doing on the platform of their choice. Krass says, DMCA is such an enigma, you got to poke and prod and see. And then uh, invisibly asks, does HCS? I will just say this. Like... W- it doesn't matter if you're an official watch party partner of the HCS for whatever event, to my knowledge, you can do a watch party and have the stream up whenever you want. I haven't heard anything in regards to anyone from the HCS or Microsoft, like hammering down on folks that do that. If anything, I feel it's encouraged. I don't want to speak for them. I'm not trying to speak for them. It's just like from the outside looking in, that's what it feels like.
1: It's like, why wouldn't you want, eyes on your game from another content cr- Like, you know what I mean? Another content creators audience. And I get it. Maybe that's the separation. COD is held up here. They think they're on this pedestal. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why they think they have the right to do that.
0: Um, Thug, thank you for the screenshot uh, circling back on the tick rate for servers. Um, he sent me a screenshot from an FAQ on a halo waypoint article uh, for the Halo Infinite Online experience from a while ago. And it states our 4v4 matches run at a 60 Hertz tick rate, and big team battle games run at 30 Hertz. In future, online campaign co op will run at a 30 Hertz tick rate as well. So if we're including firefighting the big team variation here, then it would be 30 Hertz. Thank you, Thug, for that. It, my. Again, not knowing the entire situation here. If I'm going to put out a big if here. Okay. I'm going to put out a big if. If there is no, because we don't know the terms of the deal. Like you said, well, we don't know the terms of the deal, but I'm going to say hypothetically, if there is nothing within the terms of the deal that specifically states that people can't do this, then let them fucking do it. Well, fuck. I don't, because it sounds like if there is an official ruling, right? Like in the terms of the, whatever, if there's an official ruling that states, hey, because we're on YouTube, you can't do this, why haven't they been provided that ruling? Why hasn't that ruling been made public by Zuma, scump, whatever? Right. Because I would assume that, oh, hey, the flank or the breakdown cannot resume in the capacity that it is doing because of this rule from this agreement that was made. Plain and simple sorry, guys, it's what we have to do. But if there isn't that ruling, I'm speaking all in hypotheticals here, guys. So, like, please don't take things out of context. I'm, this is all hypotheticals. But if there's not a ruling for that, and if I was Zuma or Skump, if I was the flanker of the breakdown, I would look at this as I'm going to fucking do what I want because you clearly don't have an official ruling for me. So fuck you. Like we helped build these things, not only communities for us, but like for call of duty league in general. Yeah. Like there's tons of faces that go to watch scump. There's tons of faces that go to watch Zuma, not necessarily watch the league, but they may become fans of the league because of those personalities. Right. Right. Yeah. So it it's it's fuck this is crazy to me. It, it, this again we're talking about it now but like I'm I want to have a bigger discussion about this when we have more information. So again, I, I'm going to shelve this right now, okay? We're going to shelve this thing that's going on right now between the flank breakdown and the CDL and we're going to come back to it when more information has been revealed and we can have a better formed opinion on how things are going down. Um, but yes, they are being streamed exclusively on YouTube now, that they being the CDL, and for better or worse, you know, league's got to make money, right? Otherwise, it ain't going to continue. And I know that there's a lot of discourse online whether the league should continue in its current capacity, whether it should be a franchise league, Blah, 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 blah. Not going to get into that. All I know is that everybody understands why these things happen. Money. So it sucks,
1: but it is what it is.
0: Anything you want to add before we move on?
1: Nah, I, I just, the YouTube deal after the numbers you saw on Twitch, this feels like it hurts Call of Duty in general. And, yeah, like you said, the speculation is this league might not last and this is a cash grab at the tail end of things to get some money before things go under, go into YouTube instead of Twitch. But we'll have to wait and see. The other thing, too, is that, like, Beth,
0: jumping jumping off something that I think you said earlier as well, something I want to, like, hit on here, is that the Call of Duty League is like a an organization that it's a business to make money, right? Yeah. That's the sole purpose of a business is to make money. The Call of Duty League is not seeing any of the money that the breakdown is seeing, that the flank is seeing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not because the the, the when when I was saying earlier that people may be interested in watching the Call of Duty League because of those personalities, they're not going to go to the official stream to watch it. They're going to go to those personalities. Those personalities may be bringing more eyes to the CDL, but not necessarily bringing more money to the CDL. You know what I mean by that?
1: Yeah, it's why... It's basically like these content creators... Can make money off of our product that we should be making the money off of. So that's why they bar them from using the product. That's why you can't stream the NFL everywhere because they're not seeing that money th- that whatever channel is paying for those rights is not seeing that money. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And, and, and like we said, we're not saying that there is a rule in place for the CDL and, and to like that because they're on YouTube, it's preventing others from doing what they're doing. We don't know what any of that is. We're waiting for clarification on any of that. But what we're saying is the CDL is a business. The CDL needs to make money or is trying to make money as much as they can. Therefore, this YouTube deal brought in more money than staying on Twitch.
1: It could be as simple as YouTube offered them a deal and Twitch didn't offer any sort of partnership. Who knows? And like, I don't think I see a ton of like subs going off to a CDL channel. Or Why would they? Exactly. So like, even on Twitch, like why would they? Why would you sub to the organization's channel? Right. So like, what's the the what's the way you make money? Ads, or you sign a deal that Twitch directly pays you for broadcasting or YouTube, and that's what Twitch may not have even offered. They may have just sure. said, "Yeah, go to YouTube." Maybe. Maybe we'll learn more later, but yeah.
0: It sounds like a pretty shitty situation that clearly more information needs to be coming out for it before we can make a fully informed opinion. So, there's that. Uh, Thug says, rumors are Twitch does not offer on that kind of exclusivity. Well, there you go. If that's true, then there you go. The the Businesses are going to go where the money is. Plain and simple. That's it for Cotton of the Games Watch. It's time for Will's Adventures with the mail
1: Another game too. Will, what'd you play last week? Well, of course, I played some Infinite. Yes. Played the finals. Yes. I'm enjoying it, but it does some weird things sometimes to my GPU. Sometimes. And then, and it, I mean, the finals mode is basically like a vamped up extraction, if you think about it. Yeah. Get the vault of money, carry it to the point, hold down the point, <laughs> cash out. <laughs> um, and then I also played some Destiny 2. I just did the quick story thingy, whatever you call it. Seasonal story? A seasonal story. Yeah. There was only like four steps this week. Yeah. Super quick.
0: I heard it's short. Last week was short too, if we're being honest.
1: So yeah, oh yeah, I did last week, so I still have to do this week's.
0: Oh yeah, but yeah, you know, half the steps were just talking to people. Yep. Yeah. You do like two activities and you're done? Yep. Super quick. Mm -hmm. So that was that.
1: That's all I played. All right.
0: What about you? I um, also played Infinite, did the community play date. We had a firefight-focused play date this last week, and uh, it was a lot of fun. We did one of the new experiences by Unique, shout out Unique. And then we did some, well, we split off into groups and did match, uh, firefight matchmaking. And then we came back together and did some mini games to close the night out. It was a good time. Played some Destiny 2 as well. The dawning event is going on right now. Um, so if you're any at all excited about baking fake ass cookies, then get in there. And the other thing I'll say. And again, this is, we're not sponsored or anything like that, but, and I know that I've said previously multiple times, I'm just going to reiterate what I posted in our discord server. You should join the discord. If you haven't already exclamation point discord and chat, I'm literally going to read this word for word. Um, so I know that I typically wholeheartedly never recommend destiny two for brand new players. Okay. But in this very rare exception, the quote unquote legacy collection is currently free from the Epic game store. Okay. This includes the following expansions. Shadow Keep, which is not great, Beyond Light, which is pretty good, and The Witch Queen, which is great. And if somebody wanted to get in from the start, not including Forsaken, because fuck the Destiny content vault, this would be a great opportunity for PC players. Okay? The one downside is that if you do get this collection from the Epic Game Store, yes, it is free. Um, you would need to then purchase, like, subsequent expansions or anything else through the Epic Game Store. This does not transfer over to Steam or anything like that, okay? It all has to be kept within the Epic Game Store. But, um, and of course, there are a lot of other additional items you could purchase, but for a base experience, considering the base game is technically free, this is where it's at. And if you do jump in and enjoy it, Lightfall, the current expansion is also available and includes the current seasonal content with the purchase of the expansion. So you get the current season, whatever the current season is, you get that one season with the expansion purchase. And this is the last season before the final shape expansion releases next year. So take that for what you will. Again, this is not sponsored or anything like that. I just really do love the game of destiny and I'm not going to sit here and act like the layoffs didn't like didn't suck because they fucking did, and I feel for everybody that was affected by those. And I think I think it was unbelievably stupid. Um. But to the folks that worked on it, to the folks that still work on it, I do love playing it. And if people want to get in on it, you can get a lot of it for free right now for the from the Epic Games Store. Just wanted to throw it out there. So there's that. The other game I've been playing is uh, Final Fantasy 16. Been jumping back on that. And Riz, I don't know if you're still here right now, but the thing I want to throw out to Riz is that I was playing the other night and I swear to God, Final Fantasy XVI has the biggest, who do you think you are, I am, moment in a video game that I've played all year. Not, I don't want to spoil anything, but Riz, when, when he's having an internal conflict, okay? Like, I'm still pretty early. I would, technically speaking, I'm still pretty early in the game. Um, But when he's having an internal conflict, and he's like, you're not the real one. I am. And like, I literally, as soon as that happened, I I... L- literally sat back on my couch, laughed out loud and immediately thought of you immediately thought of you and immediately thought of that fucking meme of who do you think you are? I am. I'm like, Oh, this game's fucking incredible. So I just want to throw that out there. Final Fantasy 16 won uh best soundtrack at the game awards. And, uh, that soundtrack is a fucking banger. So, No, Halt, it was not the end of a sea of stars. I still have a long way to go in that game. Still loving it, though. Still loving it. All right, that's all I played. Let's get into some (laughs) shout-outs. Happy belated birthday to High Tech Redneck and myself. Shout to everyone who joined in the community play date. That is in Juan, Ashley, Blair, Blackout, Danny, Danny Vandal. Elated Dartboard, Game Crazy John, Goalie Sniper, Heavy Rainfall, Inamora, Marmar, Rasta Jr., Ricky Riznak, and Wild Can Joker. Thank you all so very much for joining. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. I have a few to get through here. Will, are you okay? Yeah. All right. Got a few to get through here. So let's fucking get in here. Get into it. son Jarmy, Laughing Sam, the fake Soji. Dark Solstice, Overclocking, um, Lakota Born, Crass, and Nadric, or Nadric, I apologize for mispronouncing any of the names. Thank you all so very much for the follows Stumpy with the four month resub, XI with the brand new sub, Game Crazy John with the seven month resub, Riz with the seven month resub, and the primer. Ashley Blair with the nine month sub arena. Ricky with the five month resub. Chica with the 18 month resub. That's fucking crazy. Beth with the, c- 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 hold your fucking horses. Even crazier. High tech with the 43 month resub. That's f- <laughs> fucking crazy. Th- thank you all so very much for the resubs. What will Is that our longest sub? Uh, it might be our longest sub. It might legitimately be our longest sub. Laughing Sam says, ignore mine. I fat fingered it, and had to refollow. Hey, you deserve a shout out regardless. So I gave you one. Uh you're not being ignored. Not in this fucking chat. Not here. Not fucking here. And then is Will yelling from the bathroom? No, he's he's directly across from me. I could stare into his beautiful eyes. He's just taking a little break. Um give the man a founder's badge. We're actually uh, Will, you had mentioned it to me earlier. Um, we're gonna be working on the the VIP thing, right?
1: Yeah, there's some that have it already.
0: Oh, cool. But, um, are we talking to high tech? J- just in general. Oh. Figure it out. Okay, well, yeah, we'll figure it out. What's the longest possible sub? It might be Beth's. It might be 43 months. I honestly forget. I just think it's fucking crazy. Um, and then of course we can't forget about the biddies. So give me one fucking second. I'll fucking find them. Uh, daddy with the one, two, 102, 103, 104, 107, I think, Oh, 108 and then another 117 Thank you very much, and Ricky. Thank you for the hundred bits as well. Thank you all so very much for the additional support. You guys are fucking crazy, fucking crazy. And then shout out to everyone who's a, talking about extra support. Shout out to everyone who's a patron at the semi-pro and higher tiers. Those include D Pancakes, Ashley, Voodoo Man, Rasta Monkey Junior, Ricky, Snagoo, Raider Hater, Peanut Butt, One Swollen Danny, Danny Phantom, Rizneck, Zarners, Abby Joy, Mister Smiley, High Tech Redneck, Goalie Sniper, The Only Neap, Heavy Rainfall, and Elena Dartboard. PD says, yes, I didn't miss it. Let's fucking go with the six-month resub. You get a woo! Also, I think I missed all the other subs to give a woo to. You know what? That th- Yeah. We're going back to the shout-outs for a second. Oh, God. Shots everyone who fucking subbed earlier. So, I need to give out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. We'll do eight woos. Woo, 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 There it is. The woos are back. It's like they never left. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wonderful. Community creations. Halo memes every day. Red.com forward slash R forward slash Halo memes. Go check them out. Go check them out. Um. Griffball variants. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. With the power of Forge. Griffball is a fucking thing. I don't know how well it plays, but it's by the Forge Falcons, so I hope good. Super Griffball and Griffball are out now. Five unique arenas, two unique modes, one complete experience. We hope you enjoy this new Halo Infinite experience. Super Griffball is a much more casual experience, whereas we built the base Griffball mode with a focus on competitive play. Hey, play Griffball! You listening? Are you ready? To honor my family! Bound. SSG team comms by Halo World Championship 2023 by the HCS. Go check it out. When did you fall in love with competitive Halo? It's another video by the HCS. They're, fucking, they're putting out a shit ton of amazing videos. Go check them out. And then 343 talks all things Halo Infinite Season 5 and beyond by the kind of funny X-Cast episode 166. Go check that podcast out for a little insider deep dive into Halo Infinite which is pretty fucking cool. That's all I got, Will. And with technical difficulties aside, I think it's time for you, sir,
1: to plug the fucking show. All right. Time for the plugs. First time for one, plugs? First one, Patreon. We're doing a little extra content for y'all over there. Audio show, video show, Q and A. Go I, check it out if you're interested.
0: I love the most recent Pro Talk plays. Some of the edits that Will oh. included in the video are genuinely fucking hilarious.
1: So, did, I, uh, did you see the question mark one? No, not yet. Oh, God, I'll have to find that for you. I'll just,
0: I, I'm just gonna go back and watch the whole thing. Um, so yeah, if you're a patron at the at the uh, ten dollar tier and higher, you get access to that. Um, it's genuinely. We, we do a lot of musical references on the show. Yeah. And, like, that show had a lot of musical references, and I like what Will did with them, so go check it out.
1: It's great. Um, Yeah, and I really like... Uh, off the Rails has become us just shooting the shit for an hour or so. Literally off the rails. And it, Yeah. This last time, we, we started talking... I was like, man, we should have like started just recording already because we taught, we like, it was our normal pre-show bullshit that we just went through mm-hmm. and Josh was like, oh yeah, I already am. I'm like, oh shit. Like, yeah, baby.
0: We well, almost, we almost leaked something on that too. Yeah. Yep. But
1: I had to that shit out.
0: Hey baby, baby.
1: Go check out the Patreon. And for those who are, are already subscribed, thank you very much. It is. It's very much appreciated. Yes. The support we see.
0: Yes. And I I haven't gotten to this diatribe in a little while. Um, If you are a Twitch sub, thank you so fucking much. That's fucking amazing. But if you want your money to go a little further, because I want you to get more for the money that you're putting into the show, consider joining the Patreon. Just give it a consideration because like Will said, for five bucks a month, You get access to an exclusive audio show every month. You get access to an exclusive Q and a every month where you get to ask questions. We answer them. We do it live so you can be there while we answer them or we record it. So you can listen to it after the fact. So you don't miss it. Um, And then, yeah, if you're part of the $10 and up tier, you get access to an exclusive video show on top of the other stuff. So like I said, if you're already a Twitch, uh, if you're already a Twitch, if you're already a sub on Twitch, that's fucking amazing. And thank you so much for the support. It truly does mean a shit ton but I want your money to go further as well. So consider checking out the Patreon. If you don't want to, that's perfectly fine. I just appreciate people fucking taking the time to listen or watch the show. Yeah. So don't even feel need to, don't even feel the need to support financially. It's just, if you want to, I want you to get more for it.
1: Go ahead. Will. as always, if you want to just take us on the go, give a listen, Ooh. You can find us on all your favorite podcast services, such as iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and Josh's favorite, PocketCast. Cast. Still not a fucking ad. It's not an ad. Josh it's just loves app. it. It's a great application. It might I great I'm, I'm still a little turned off by the fact they made it subscription. That sucks. It does. But the app's kind of a banger.
0: It blows Spotify's podcast shit out of the water. Fuck you, Spotify. Hey, did you hear about Oop. that uh, audio book limit? For oh Spotify yeah! Spotify premium members. Fuck you, Spotify.
1: Do <laughs> you <laughs> remember when we first started? That's all we wanted was to get on to Spotify. Yeah, because it's a pain in the ass to try to get
0: on to, and now it's like, oh, you fucking anybody can get on there. They they bought uh, Spotify bought a podcasting platform, so as long as you host with theirs, you're automatically on it anyway. So whatever. Um. Yeah. Um, Peter,
1: you're just going to have to wait and see. Go ahead. Uh, we have a Discord. Do we? Exclamation point Discord and chat. Oh my God. Is it free? It is free. (gasps) Go check that out. It's where a lot of us hang out during the week. Pretty litty titties. Just, as always, from anyone in our community will tell you, we are pretty respectful. Don't be a shitter. That's the key. All that crap. Don't be a shitter getting banned. I don't fuck.
0: I don't have patience for idiots anymore.
1: I understand. There's always difference of opinion. But if you have a civil conversation, that's, that's the where the difference lies. That's you the know? key. I just wanted to put that out there.
0: That is the key.
1: Um, Social media, right? We're on Twitter, Instagram, even Facebook. <gasps> Everyone makes fun of like, it's all old people on Facebook now, but we're there. We're old. I mean, kinda. Relatively speaking, I don't like to think of that for the esports scene. No, we're we're great. On (laughs) age, you know. Wow. Well, we're great. Yeah, man. On age, that's what I'm saying. You know, we may be on the older side of fucking great. We're older on the esports side of things. That's very true.
0: People hate us because they ain't us. Sure. Is that what the kids call cringe? Was that cringy? I mean. Skirt.
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a TikTok.
0: Oh, that's what we should not be on now. We're too old. That. Um, shout out Juan right there in the exactly chat. Exactly what I was going to
1: say. Juan. Shout out Juan for doing our shorts on TikTok. And you can also find him on YouTube. Um, I need to discuss something about YouTube algorithm that we might need to change for our shorts. But anyway. Oh, shit. Um. Yes, TikTok for shorts, YouTube for shorts. Also on our YouTube interview series, old episodes. Basically, everything is there. Go check out the YouTube. And then if you go to hcsprotect.com, like I said last week, that's gone. But it'll bring you to EvolvedHalo.com. Well, one would say it's not gone, but it is. Evolved? Your home for Halo! Yes, we have partnered with the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. My voice like cut out weirdly there when I try to say podcast. Make sure to check out all their great shows. If you're into lore, their show Podcast Evolve. If you want to hear about Halo Missions, Mission Debrief. If you're interested in their perspective on the Halo Paramount Plus TV show. Oh, boy. They have a show called Halo TV Plus. Season 2 coming soon. If you're into the Halo books, book club. Yeah. Pretty self-explanatory. Go check it out. Check it out. If you like the Mega Blocks, Mega Constructs, sorry, that's what they're called, right? Yes. Yes, They they have a show called Build with Blocks. They also go over top Halo news stories and Halo headlines, and if you're looking for any Halo gear, Halo gear guide is there for you. Go check out Podcast Evolved. Fuck yeah.
0: I think that's all I got. Sweet. Well, barring any other technical difficulties, that's all I got too. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, real quick before we actually close out the show, shout out to Brian once more, uh, the VP of esports at Native Gaming, for joining us on the show to kick things off. Um, great conversation with him. Brian, you're amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, and it's it, on incredibly short notice as well. Like, that was bish, bam, boom. We were ready to fucking rock. So, thank you for taking the time. Really fucking appreciated. Great to get a little inside uh, scoop as to how things happen behind the scenes and um, super excited to see what uh, native gaming are able to do this season. And that's going to do it for episode 317 of HCS pro talk. Thank you so very much. If you're tuning in live for checking out the live show over on Twitch, if you're checking out the audio version on your favorite podcast service or the VOD over on YouTube, thank you very much for doing so as well. Um, also another just fucking really big shout out to those who uh, I like, we appreciate every listener, every viewer, whether you're here for a minute, five minutes, the whole time, whatever it is. But I just want to take a moment to give a a very special shout out to those who had us and like your Spotify wrapped and stuff like that. That's really fucking crazy. Like you, you had so many other podcasts or songs that you could be listening to, but you decided to spend time with us. And that's, it means the fucking world, so thank you so much for that. And uh, we hope to keep doing this for years to come. And you guys are fucking amazing. Um, we're gonna go rate up the Halo Rec League channel because they have some matches going on right now. We got to show them some love, as they always show us some love as well. Um, Ashley says you guys were in my top three in my Twitch recap. Jesus Christ, that's yeah. fucking crazy. Th- thank you, Ashley. You guys are insane. Um, you guys are fucking insane. I don't have anything else to say other than that. I I sincerely believe that we have the, one of the best communities on this platform. I think we have one of the best communities in general and, uh, we weed out the shitters pretty, pretty easily, (laughs) I'd say. So like, thank you guys for being you. Thank you all for being amazing. And blackout welcome but we are about to end the show manic thank you for the follow welcome to the live show which we are just about to end moving to wednesday from now on no invisibly no we're, it'll be mondays i just i had a prior commitment this week so i wasn't able to do the show on monday that's why we had to move it but i think it worked out for the better we got brian on yeah worked out well um all right all right oh shit wait hold up before we raid up what did dark solstice say hold on what did dark solstice say was my first time here and loved it. Y'all energy is amazing. Thank you, Dark. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You're fucking amazing. Um, and thank you for being here. Guys, we'll be back next week to talk about, I don't fucking know what, maybe, just maybe, some more roster announcements. We'll have to wait and see. We'll be back next week. We're going to rate up the Halo Rec League channel. They're fucking amazing. Go check it out. But until then, bye